really good. All right, here we are with How I Seize It with Steve and Noah, uh, episode four. This time we're taking on the Orville. <laughs> uh, so we're going to cover the first six episodes of season one um, and uh, go from there. Uh, this was uh, kind of brought to us by our uh, starting to watch Picard and then the discussion from the Star Trek universe and what it was and and uh, I don't think you'd ever seen these before, correct? I had not, but uh, I was able to get uh, to get a hold of yeah. hold of some copies of season one, and season two, yep. and uh, I guess it premiered in 2017. So it's been been out yeah. for yeah. for a I, few well, years. We watched them when they first <clears throat> came out, um, uh, and it was one of those. I saw the original trailers, and I was like, "Oh, that looks pretty cool." Uh-huh. Um, I wasn't like, "Oh my god, gung ho!" I think we waited. We were probably four episodes deep before we like it was out for about four weeks before i actually watched it and then i was like oh this is great mm-hmm. i really like this um so yeah it's i think it's a great show um but yeah it's been out for two years yeah this was my first this week so i'd watched six episodes this week uh got 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 through all of them and uh, but so my take will be a little fresher than yours you've well you've i kind of i actually watched them again that's good that's uh, good i watched them originally then i watched them again and then um i was able to watch two or three of them twice i, I kind of skimmed through wow. again okay so you're going to be better on details I, um, I watched them all once uh and uh and uh Jotted some notes down. See, and... that's why I went back and watched them again. I didn't <laughs> jot the notes down the first time. So, I, and it, it was uh, brought up to me, Alyssa, because I was sitting there doing, I was watching them, but I was also playing on my phone or doing whatever. <laughs> and so she goes, shouldn't you be taking some notes? And I'm like, yeah, mind your own business. And then went back and watched them and wrote some notes. So <laughs> I, I did actually watch the first episode twice because mm-hmm. a couple nights ago I got, I got Cindy to, oh, to, to watch it? the first one with me. What um, was her take? Um. Well, her take was if I'm gonna watch another one, she didn't need me to wait for her. Gotcha. So, but if it's in the background, she might watch it if I'm watching it. So that leads me to believe that it wasn't it wasn't a home Which run I, for her. But I think but she a, doesn't watch much TV, and right, and, right. and 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 uh, you know watching Picard was a big investment for her. That and that's gotcha. a, a big thing that she really wanted to do, and that's probably her weekly TV time allotment. So all right. Well, since you talked about uh, episode one, let's <laughs> let's get into that a little bit. So uh, the cool thing about this to me is it's written and created by Seth MacFarlane, right? Who brought us the great comedies of you know like Family Guy and things like that, and Ted and <laughs> right the Western uh, that he did. Oh, a thousand ways to die. Yeah, in the West. Yeah. yeah. So it has it. It definitely has that feel to it. And not only that, but he's the main uh, main actor, or not main actor, but one of the main crew. He's, well, he's the captain. He's the captain. Sure. Yeah, but you can't say that he is the main guy, even though he is the captain. It is a crew, and that's what I like about it. It's it's to me it it, it mimics Next Generation in the fact that it wasn't Picard. It was the crew of the Enterprise, where to me the original Star Trek was <laughs> more. It's <laughs> Kirk and his sidekicks, <laughs> so I, I like that aspect. It, to me, it, it has a more of a feel of the Next Generation in that aspect that it's a crew and and yeah and that part of it I really like. Well, he's a big fan of uh, of Star Trek, oh, and yeah. this was modeled after the original Star Trek. 
and next, next generation, generation and then twilight zone you mentioned twilight zone is, is also oh. kind of the old-fashioned twilight zones i didn't pick up on that but um, i do remember well, that just what what what, what he read. is he has said and uh, and maybe it was so that he if he just said star trek maybe he would have been uh he would have been uh getting into more copyright oh, issues maybe. i don't i don't know how he got around um, some of these cop- well that's that's the cool part so the director of um episode one which is called old wounds uh, is uh, John uh, Favreau. Favreau, yeah, which is, I mean, <laughs> now, you know, maybe not when that first came out, but now he is, like, the go-to director. I mean, he's got Endgame and Marvel. No, 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 he didn't do Endgame. Didn't he do No, it? he did Iron Man. Iron Man. He That's... did Iron Man, uh, so he's been a part of the Marvel Universe. He did Iron Man, Iron Man 2, but then recently he's done uh, um, Jungle Book. The the He does the motion capture, Okay. Uh, Jungle Book and Lion King. What? I thought he did. Oh, maybe it was maybe it was the Spider Man. Maybe he did. Well, he's he plays a role in all those movies. Well, yeah, he's he's happy in, yeah. in the Spider Man. But well, I, I thought he uh, was one of the main directors for one of the the latest Marvel. I don't think latest. Um, I think it was just Iron Man, Iron Man two, and then he's been more. Uh, yeah. Executive. But anyways, I know I know he's been he's been highly toted and stuff for for that mm-hmm. so i thought that was really cool um of him getting to do that and uh and then later through us i went through the first six and pulled up some of the other directors and there's a lot of these directors that did stuff on next generation well, jonathan frakes did episode four and that he's that's number one yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> I, actually that's one of my notes yeah uh, Riker. <laughs> I have it written it was, down. It could have been episode five. Uh, it was episode five. Okay. Yeah, I have it written down. Jonathan Franks, Riker. <laughs> so uh, some of the other the other <clears throat> actors in this, the, the main group, um, Adrian, oh, I'm going to butcher these names, uh, Palit. You're you're doing the the, the, the actors' crew. names, yeah. The crew, which is Commander Kelly Grayson, yeah. Uh, Scott Grimes, Kelly you, Grayson. You know where you know where we've seen her. What? John Wick. She was uh, oh. Miss. Uh, oh, I, I, see, I knew her from uh, Marvel Shield. Okay, Agents of Shield. In uh, in John Wick One, she was the agent that tried to, oh. tried to kill him in uh, in the hotel. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's so. That's interesting because uh, I, like I said, I know her from Agents of Shield, which I thought she was incredible. Miss Perkins. Miss Perkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See that here. Uh, looks like she's also been in uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation. I think I kind of remember from that, too. She played um, Scarlet. Uh, so, yeah, she's I I loved her in S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, she was one of my favorites there. And then... Um, I've never seen S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, it, it's, it's a Marvel thing. And it had a, had a smaller following in the beginning. It, it starts off slow. And if you're not a Marvel fan, I can see where it's not the greatest. It, it has a lot of that same... Like lost, you know, you, you either loved it or hate it kind of thing. Um, and if you don't get into it, you're not going to get into it. Um, heroes, kind of the same thing. Okay. You either love them or hate them kind of thing. So that's Marvel she, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is like that. Um, Scott Grimes was uh, as Lieutenant Gordon Malloy, who uh, I find hilarious. I think I think he's one of the main guys in there for straight comedy. Uh-huh. Like he, he is one of the... The Absolutely, one, yeah. <laughs> the one-liner. Yeah, and I want to get more into kind of the comic approach, and right? What, and and some of my philosophies and where it might be stemming from. That's but anyway, let's. Yeah, uh, you got Penny Johnson. <clears throat> Gerald is the the doctor. Claire Finn. Yeah, I recognized um, her. She kind of brings some a little bit of authenticity to the 
she's not comic, but what, what if she even introduces herself as, as I'm the one to kind of make sure. <laughs> yeah, make sure you don't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she has a great introduction. The whole crew has a great introduction. Uh, Peter uh, McCann is a Commander uh, Bordis, who uh-huh. is our... Uh, the Mockless. Yeah, the Mockless. officer. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. he's definitely the... The alien, the first main alien in the in the group, um, John Lee is Commander uh, John Lamar, who is kind of a, a he's a second comedian type, uh, plays a lot with Malloy. Those guys have a lot of little interaction. You can see the the chemistry yeah. between them. I like. Yeah, he's the navigator, and I hear he not not in episode one through six, but eventually he becomes the engineer. He takes over as engineer. I hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, the the. It does grow, and that's that, that's the cool part about it. I do like that too. It's not just all um, ridiculous, like you know, one shots. Uh, Mark Jackson. Uh, I don't know if he's the body or just the voice of Isaac, who is the data <laughs> representative. Uh, he's one of my least favorites of the the group. I almost. Although I thought I had one of the, the the funniest him him and and Malloy doing the practical joke right that was hilarious. Well, they all, they have some other funny things too. Or like you know he calls him a dick and he's like, well, what's a dick? And, you know, it, it, he plays. You know, th- there's parts of it that are funny, but then there's also I think he's in there to be that uh, I can explain anything kind of thing. I mean, he, he yeah. plays a part. He's not my favorite character. Um, let's see then. Uh, Halston Sage is uh, Lieutenant uh, Lara Catan. One of my favorite characters, actually. Um, she's the, the security officer. Um, nice, tiny little woman. You know, uh, Selene is the, the species, which are supposed to be real strong and stuff. But she just comes off as like this young, just fresh out of school, kind of like innocent, but also has a whoop-ass side to her, too. That sure. I, I, I really like her. She opens um, the pickle jar for uh, right, yeah, which <laughs> for the captain every right, time. So I think you only hear that you, you hear him say it once, and she talks about it. Well, three times throughout this throughout for episode. the three episode. Well, one through six. Oh, do you mean just in the in the first episode? He says it. He says it several times he, through the rest. I think of I caught season. him saying it three times. Yeah. In, the, in, in the and she says something about it, and uh-huh. it's it's great. Yeah, yeah. Can you open this pickle jar? And then yeah, because the first time it's a it's a door and a wall, mm-hmm. and then uh, she breaks it down. And he goes, "Yeah, I loosened it for you." Yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, so and then uh, you don't see him really quick. I think you don't see him. In, oh no, you do see him in the first episode, but very quickly. Uh, Yafit, uh, which is the gelatinous uh, character, right. voiced by Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald. And uh, so Burt Reynolds. I loved it. Pro, I think Burt Reynolds <laughs> from uh, from the Saturday Night Live skit for the Jeopardy. Right. He always <laughs> Burt right. Yeah. So, uh, Norm Macdonald is hilarious to me, um, and so Yafit, uh, right away, as soon as I heard the voice, I was like, oh, yes. Um, and there's there's several more, not necessarily in the first six episodes, but there's some other voiced aliens that you get in there, and you're like, oh, Soto. And, uh, well, yeah, apparently, I guess the, the first, the blue... Uh, the blue uh, oh, the guy the, in the very beginning? That, that has the, the, the eyebrow blows. orgasm, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess that's Rob Lowe. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's hilarious. I didn't, I didn't know it, but I heard someone mention it. Yeah, you'd, so I looked it up. You'd and... have to pick that up off of the, <laughs> uh, off of IMDb or something. Yeah, I got it right here. So let me let me check that out. Um, <laughs> um, it doesn't list him, so he must be a un uncredited. And they've got some cameos. They got Charlize Theron and oh and, yeah, uh, and Liam Neeson. Well, that <laughs> right. But that's I think that's and I think that's the draw of Seth MacFarlane. Um, 
he gets a lot of respect from from other actors and stuff. And yeah. they're like, okay, you know, we're gonna help you make this make this. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so. Now we're into that. We got uh, the first episode once again. It's called Old Wounds. Um, starts off. Yeah. So episode one starts out with um, Captain Mercer. He's actually not even a captain at this point. Um, kind of coming home. It's kind of like a. It, it's funny. It, it reminded me of the Jetsons. Oh yeah. For, well, especially the way he pulls up. Yeah. And he's just kind of in that pod car <laughs> yeah. too. So. It had a Jetness feel to it. Um, comes in and then yeah, we get the he walks in on on his wife and and the blue guy and they say his name later on. I just can't pull it right now. Species, yeah. yeah, and then the the worst part of it all, you know, he he has his little eyebrow orgasm and <laughs> and so he walks out and then and then he goes to. <laughs> It goes to a quick clip to a year later, and he's in talking to an admiral, and they basically uh, give him a captainship, right? They give him the captains of the uh, of the Explorer Orville, and that's kind of how we get the the start of the show. It's a pretty quick start, uh, pretty simple. Um, this is going to be one of those episodes where the, half of it is going to have to be introductions, s- introductions, yeah. some little backstory, just <clears throat> just to get it going. And I think they do a great job because they actually also have a story with it. Right, they they do a great job with having a story, and I I, I love the way it ends too. Um, but then he goes and uh, gets his ship. Uh, he gets his his buddy. They say they don't have a first captain and a um, helmsman or and a pilot helms, and a helmsman. And he's like, well, I got I I can get you the best helm helmsman in the fleet. And yeah. it's his buddy Malloy who. <laughs> Which then they show. Well, they even say something about him writing penis on. Yeah, he was drawing he, penises on the. Didn't he on write the walls a, or, Didn't he draw a penis on something? He's, he's drawn a lot of penises, <laughs> which goes into the humor you were talking about. Well, the humor is interesting because some, sometimes I I don't think they've gotten a hold of exactly how to make this humorous because I think he really has a passion for this kind of material, this mm-hmm. these sort of moral tales and just the 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 backdrop of Star Trek and. And and he's putting his humor in there, but it it's it's not. I don't I don't find the show that funny. Mm, I mean, okay. it, it's got some great jokes, and I wrote a couple of them down. That I thought <laughs> were hilarious. But overall, it's not kind of my kind of humor. Right. At the same time, I'm drawn towards the whole Star Trek storyline. Yeah. These these sort of uh, tales of of. Uh, Morality that kind of reflect on current right. current situations. So, so I still think it works, but it's it's still it's still a little rocky in these first six, six episodes. And, and I think it's it's gets better, but it stays. It, he does a, a mix, mm-hmm. and I love the humor per, personally. For me, this hits on both levels because I like the the Family Guy style humor. Sure, um, it yeah. makes me laugh. And, well, I noticed know. they don't employ the you know the Family Guy was all. I didn't. I didn't watch enough enough of it, but but I know they did a lot of flat. They would do flashbacks all the time, right? Right. Wouldn't that be a big part of it? Yeah. And I'm surprised they didn't employ that with this uh, um, with this series. It might have just been a way of. I think they do later on. There's a few. Okay. But the, I think they pull in just enough, right? To it, to me, this is this is what Star Trek would have been if it had a sense of humor. Well, you, <laughs> how do you think it compares to something like uh, uh, Galaxy Quest? So Galaxy, I think this is very similar to Galaxy Quest, except for uh, I think Galaxy Quest took a little bit higher ground on its humor, um, went more of a Tim Allen style humor, um, where it's not the the 
I don't want to say potty mouth because it's not really potty mouth, but it is. You're talking about the Seth MacFarlane? The Seth MacFarlane is a little more... There are certain characters that are, you know, the Helmsman is... is oh, yeah. That's it, that's his his humor. Yeah, that's, it's it's a little mm-hmm. more juvenile. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's put it that way. It's a little more juvenile, I'll say that. So, but I think they did a really good job with staying really close to the Star Trek style. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But just added some of that juvenile humor. So it's a kind of combo. And, and I read it's, a few critics mm-hmm. reviews... And one guy just tore it apart because he didn't like the comedy. Mm-hmm. And then another guy loved it, just kind of like I do, is like uh, it, it had the best of both worlds. I don't think the humor mm-hmm. takes away from it. It's certainly not, it's not in the forefront. It's not, it's, yeah. it, 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 it's, a, it's a recipe that they use throughout. And, and I think it gets lighter as it goes. I think it slides more towards, it, it's still always in there. There's well, always one or two. I, I like the smarter humor. There's some yeah. really smart humor. Oh, right. And, and I don't mind if it's potty. I mean, the, 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 the eyebrow orgasm was hilarious. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> right. And I, I guess I don't know how smart that is, but I mean, it's, it, it's, a, it, it's at a higher level. It's not, it's not a, some, some of the jokes that the helmsman throws out we're just a little too obvious, a little too uh, character, more well, just to kind of paint who he's just a... Well, he's, he's definitely he's definitely the the drunk friend, mm-hmm. the guy that is going to always, you know, hey, pull my finger kind of thing. He's he's always got that kind yeah. of... You know where I didn't care for his humor was in the one the Krill episode where they're stuck on the Krill ship and they're... Yeah. And I just thought every time they turned to him, he just had to say something that was... Yeah, it was a little uh, much. A little contrary to just it really... It, it wasn't... It wasn't written cleverly. It was just written. It was like his yeah. character. And yeah, we'll get to that one. But yeah, okay. I, I agree. That I think it was a little much on that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe because it was it was so much of him and just the captain that it was just every time, yeah, every time they talked to him, he just had to have it. So yeah. There was something I really liked about that episode, though. We'll talk about that. Right. So mm-hmm. the cool part, uh, I thought, after after he gets his ship, uh, well, okay, so him and Malloy, and this is this is the first time, and this is one of the humors where I think they probably could have left it out a little bit, where they're going in the shuttle to get to it, and he's drinking the beer, and they start off, are you drinking it? It's 11 in the morning. And then he does the whole drunk driving thing. I'm like, mm, you could have left that part out, but yeah. I like the whole, I'm drinking a beer, I want to make a good impression. Yeah. You could have stopped with that, and it would have been okay. So that's where I think it went a little... Like they stretched a little, yeah. Um, it was an interesting situation for the captain to be in. Right now, he's he's <laughs> helming a sh- you know he's a captain of a ship and he's brought his buddy along and his buddy's drinking and driving. Yeah, already basically. right off the, the tap. He, yeah, <laughs> and so it puts him in a situation where he's got he's got to lay down the law. Yeah, and he fortunately well, fortunately for the captain, he didn't have to really address it because the guy almost. Hit, you know, almost strikes a ship. Yeah, you know, runs into a ship. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and they don't really ever return to it after that. Yeah, but go back to the, his introduction, the helmsman's introduction, because I thought that was hilarious. Where they they found him and he was on the, the like the holodeck fighting oh, fighting right. the <laughs> the org or yeah yeah and um, <laughs> and oh and I he reprogrammed him so he has yeah. this great conversational skill and the the little the side actor they yeah. they found to play that role was. Yeah. Was spot on. Yeah. He was so. But hey, he, he, I mean, he's this big, <laughs> oafing-looking guy, and then he's like charming. Like, yeah. Hey, how you doing? You know. <laughs> I, yeah, it's, that I was hilarious. It. But yeah, yeah, that was. Good. And then he distracts him and chops his head off. Right. You win. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was a good one. Um, so then, yeah, so then we get to the ship, and they do the the introduction of the rest of the crew, which I thought was great. You know, yeah. they, they kind of had a little interaction with each one. Um, my favorite part on that was when he gets to. Um, 
uh, Lamar, right? He's like, he's like, so uh, the old captain used to let us uh, drink soda uh, on the bridge. Uh, you you good with that? He's like, well, I guess so. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so yeah. just it's one of those things. And it was the only thing they really exchanged. There wasn't. No yeah, that was kind of just like, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, that was funny to me. It was funny. Um, then we get into. Um, well, they got the racist, uh, the racist uh, Isaac, the robot. The well, yeah, <laughs> from Kylon One. So you just they they inter- they they're introducing the characters and ma- making it known that they're still going to address these sort of uh, cultural. See, uh, and this is where I I have a problem with them calling him out as a racist, and 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 then what they go and explain, and he's, it does seem like they backed off on that because it, that heart. Yeah, so far, he, he's. I think he was just. Maybe racist was the wrong, but but more of a more of a elitist. Elitist, yeah, that's a better. Yeah, because and and then he explains. He goes, yeah, because we're superior intelligently and physically than all than everybody else. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's how we feel. And but he never, they never put anybody down and never never try. You know, so to call him a racist in that or a racist group, I think is wrong because you're putting a connotation with it that's really like. You can you can think that you're and in this case we're talking full different species, right? Essentially, you can feel that you're superior as long as you don't put the others down or stop them from doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. and it's not wrong, right? Every even now everybody does that, right? Like as much as they want to say, oh, you know, uh, whites are racist because of this and that, blacks are racist, Mexicans are racist, Asians. Go to any neighborhood and you see why are all these neighbor why is there black neighborhoods? It's not because we said, oh, everybody says, oh, you have to go live there. It's because they congregate together. They move in where they feel comfortable around their own people. Just well, because that is doesn't make you know that's what I that's well, kind of thing. I, I I think I think there's a difference between stereotyping and I think racial. When you think of racism, is usually more there. There's more uh, action behind. Uh, the grouping of some of a different a different race. right. I think the you word know. gets used incorrectly more so, times than not. So I think, and maybe they were trying to draw attention that that most of the androids or synthetics or whatever from Kalon One do act against their the the belief system that elitist belief system they put down. They they maybe they do act on it. And, yeah, and because well, he talked about how he was. We'll uh, actually see that in a, and I think it's season two. We okay. see a little bit of it. But yeah, I just we I, see it with the krill. The krill are very much against anything that isn't isn't krill. They, they believe that. Well, and we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. That theirs is religion driven, mm-hmm. and so um, yeah, they really touch. That's the cool thing about this show is even though it has the humor it has. Um, it does touch on some real life well, okay. issues. So I, I, I have a, a, a thought about that, and this is going to get a little deeper into what I think the whole driving philosophy could be. Because when I looked at this series, and it's like, okay, well, there's Star Trek out there. Why, why does he want to do this? You know, he, he wants to make it humorous. He brings his, his level of humor. But he's a smart guy, mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane. He comes across as a smart guy. So... When you look back on what Gene Roddenberry wanted to do mm-hmm. with Star Trek, he wanted it, he definitely wanted that show to reflect current culture and social social situations on a much more of a uh, a backdrop that that of peace. You know, there I guess it was during 
Cold War. You know, there was a lot of conflict going on, and he wanted to present a, a harmonious environment. He did. I mean, <laughs> with Kirk fighting everything he comes across. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was ex- exploration. It was peace driven, and but he definitely wanted to explore, more, um, you know, these sort of moral uh, situations. I think I even wrote wrote something down. Let me see. Um, Ale- Ale- yeah, his Star Trek was allegories of con- contemporary culture and s- cultural and social issues. Um, and at the time, how do you, you know, he wanted to, to try to get a message out there to people. That there are ways of, of dealing with these things mm-hmm. thoughtfully and and presented Star Trek as a, as a peaceful backdrop to explore these situations. That doesn't work now. I mean, back then, television was, was in everyone's minds. Now you, you look at, um, well, you look at Picard. I mean, I, I, I think that is got a, 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 an audience that's much more, um, you know, West Coast, Hollywood, elite, liberal. They're, they're already behind the message that it's trying to portray. And I think Seth MacFarlane might be a little clever. And he says, well, why don't we repackage this into some a little put a little bit more raunchy humor, uh-huh. put it on Fox, right? You know, throw it out there, and do the same thing. Tell the same sort of contemporary cultural social issue messages. You know, these things where you reflect on it, but but add this his kind of this vulgar humor, right. and you're going to get people watching, and you're going to be able to expose them to to these these yeah. ideas. Whereas normally they wouldn't they wouldn't be watching. Uh, a, a, a <laughs> series about moral tales and stuff like that. I think you can get away with telling telling some interesting stories. There's a lot of responsibility there, and uh, but but perhaps he's trying to get some messages out there and thinks this is the only way of doing it is you to cater to the to different audience. You don't cater to the audience that is already going to get the message or be on the well, side. The other part of it too, they explore this. And I think of, this is how they do it. It is they don't throw it in your face. Like a lot of shows do now. There's a lot of shows that are, for lack of better wording, very liberal leaning and mm-hmm. throw stuff in your face like, "Hey, this, but this is this, and this is this." They do. But it. They, they do a little bit. I mean, just this. This stemmed from the conversation about racism, and that came yeah. from the first episode. They brought it up. Right. They and brought it up, but it was it was more. It wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't saying. He. You know. I don't. I, I know what you're saying. He he brought it up and he brought it right in your face, but it wasn't like a in your face like oh you at home audience are racist. You know what I mean? I know. No, and I know. So that but that's how some of the shows are. Mm-hmm. Like they'll they'll you know pinpoint a certain person and and really blanket them in a bad way. They 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 didn't do it that way. And I thought no, that was I good. think I think the shows that get you, bring up ideas and get you to think about it. Are, are better. They they show you ideas. This one's trying to do that with, well, this with is, a lot of its episodes, like the third episode with the with the yes, uh, the, the egg, the yeah, the and not the egg, the one when, when the yeah the the, the, the girl the girl's child, yeah. So about a girl, I yeah. Well, so that's that's kind of what they they're doing with uh, the show. How when um, when I'm teaching the kids class and I'm I'm getting them to work out, mm-hmm. I get them doing stuff that they're not even realizing they're working out. So, or learning something like by martial arts, martial arts. Yeah. Teaching kids, martial arts. Um, I get them distracted with something that's fun and making them laugh, but Mm -hmm. they're working hard. Yeah. Um, so I think this is the same kind of context is they're, 
they're putting it in there, but they're not throwing it in your face like, hey, this is what you're going to learn and you're going to, you know, agree with us after this and whatever. It's it's not about that where a lot but of they, shows are. But they don't shy away from putting some commentary in there. Oh, hell no. So, well, it, so I think it's an interesting mix. And So that was the funny thing is when I first watched this, mm-hmm. not, not going back and watching again for this, um, I didn't necessarily pick up on as much of the political side of it. <clears throat> I looked at it more as um, just entertainment with with what's going on, and I don't know if that's because I watched this two two years ago originally, mm-hmm. and things have changed drastically in those two years just in the real world. Yeah, that's that's, that's so that's much possible. is now more politically driven and, uh-huh. and highlighted that maybe I picked up on it more this time. <laughs> so. So, anyways, back to uh, episode one. Episode um, one, which doesn't on on the whole get too into into the political realm. It's it, the, the no, no. Other than the like you said, the the, the one racist thing uh, comment about uh, Isaac, um, which was more of I think more of an elitist type thing. But they get into that. Uh, then they actually so then they they start their exploration. Right? Uh, they get <laughs> this is where. Where we get our first officer, and, and the funny part about that is, uh, so um, they're just out on their first cruise or whatever, and he gets the call, "Hey, uh, I found your first officer. You got to go pick him up here." And uh, he's like, "Well, who is it?" And he, she's like, "Well, he told me to tell you, uh, you know, in private or whatever." So, so he pulls it up on his little chair, reads it, and then jumps up. And he's like, "No, no, 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 no!" Goes running <laughs> off and. For me, that just made me laugh because the way he runs off is just this goofy run and, and very not Captain-esque. No, no. Um, you know, I, I, I was in the Coast Guard, and so for me, being on a ship has a lot. To, I, I think about that when I think about them on the ship, and I'm like, man, if my captain ran off, like, I'd be, what the hell? And so um, that, to me, made me laugh a little bit, and then uh, we find out it's his ex-wife. I love hearing that, they, you know, they can hear the you're right. going out in the other room, just, <laughs> just the, the conversation back and forth well, with some of the people. In the, well, before in the even group. that even happens, they start, uh, Malloy knows who it is and starts talking about it. Yeah. And like, oh, it's his ex-wife, and they're like, oh, she's a total bitch and all this, and so there's all kinds of, the crew's already knows it's coming, <laughs> and then she gets there, and yeah, they can hear him in the, the first chamber or whatever, and it's it's funny. Uh <laughs> then they get their uh, their little distress call from the the planet that they end up going to, and they go down and Maj's dad. Yeah, his dad. <laughs> God. Um. So they yeah they get down there and um the, the the it's it's pretty normal. It's just a visiting this this planet. It's kind of a cool thing. They do very Star Trek esque, mm-hmm. very very new generation type. Next generation, um, yeah, yeah. Next generation. New well, it has generation. a it has a look of like the original next generation where everything everything is bright. You yeah. know, you it, maybe it's the lighting. The lighting's a lot. Whereas after next generation, they went to a darker light. Yeah, lighting. It's funny, actually. Some of the critics talked about that. Like, oh, it's too bright, darken it down. I'm like, I like it. I do too. I mean, it 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 takes away from. It doesn't. I think they went to a darker style because it made it feel more authentic, more warlike. Whereas this is just, it, it comes across more as like Jetsons, and mm-hmm. it, it lends itself more towards towards the humor, but also more of a nostalgic feel yeah. that that reminds you of, of the originals, which is kind of what I yeah. wanted to portray. I like that. So we get the <laughs> the first introduction, uh, you know, on the the when they land to the to the guy. The and this is where the the whole ex-wife thing just 
they beat this one to death for a while. It's pretty funny. Yeah, he introduces, uh, this is my, this is the doctor, and then this is my, uh, I can't remember if it's the first officer or who else is there, and he goes, and this is my ex-wife. <laughs> so It's the security, it's the... Is it Alara? Yeah, yeah it is Alara, because she, ends up, she yeah. ends up breaking open, uh, open the pickle jar. Yeah. And then, yeah, so they just, so they hit on that, and I think that's funny, and then it's very much a, this, this next part is very much an original Star Trek type. They meet a little science group and they have some kind of weapon or thing that's going can be turned into a weapon and then it just and there's one is, person that, that yeah. is revolting against the whole yeah oh no 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 and then the krill show up and um, I did I did like this right off the bat and and then it even got a funny part to it where uh, he gets shot in the arm yeah right and then which is you know it's like Kirk never got shot never got hurt you know he, he never even got punched in the face really but anyways they get. <laughs> I love it. They get to the shuttle and and he's all whining about his arm and <laughs> the wife's all he's okay because if uh, he's just looking for drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and then the doctor goes, "Are you really? You, why you have drugs?" <laughs> right. That's what Captain says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that see to me that's the humor that I really like. That was it, good. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's another line in a further episode between the two of them that I, well, I wrote down. Yeah. I thought it was so funny. I'll... So yeah, and then then this one ends. Uh, pretty climactically I don't know if we want to spoil it if you haven't watched it or not I, I think the ending was very clever and uh, interesting oh, now I'm, uh, it's the big tree oh right right oh well yeah yeah well they just it was it was clever how they put two things yeah. together and made and and got out of their situation well all you know I think it's it's fair after watching the first six, six episodes that each one of these episodes it's their own story they Stand get out and they and they and they get out of it it's it's typically it's they never, they never get themselves. They they resolve whatever yeah. issue it is. They're all standalone. At least, at least as far as the the issue that's presented, the moral dilemma or cultural yeah. reference, it usually is kind of resonating. And and well, it stands can, alone, but they it. build on each other too. Sure, the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the characters do. But it's more the style of Next Generation and the original yeah. Star Trek as so, opposed to I, some of the newer Star Trek. I series. loved, I loved at the end. So they they blow up the other ship and and win the day kind of thing and. And he gets that. <laughs> the one line of the Arbor Day? <laughs> he goes, uh, happy Arbor Day. And everybody looks at him like, what the? F-? And he's like, what would you say? And then it goes around and Kelly gets a, uh, you got wood or something like that. And they're like, oh, yeah. that was good. And I, I just thought that was funny because I was well, like. Well, even he, even the captain says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that, that But it was just like one of those is like, yeah, because every movie always has that, you know, I'll be back, or, uh-huh. you know, stick around kind of thing. And it was that. And, he, and it was just the fact that he failed at it. And then she gets one. I thought that was pretty funny, and there's a couple others that happen like that later on. That well, are he really didn't. Good. Act, he didn't necessarily fail at it. It's just I thought they, they, Happy Arbor Day was good. He said it, and then they let it kind of. You know, you're watching the show, and it's like Arbor Day. Oh yeah, that's you have to think about it. And sometimes when you have to think about a joke too much, it loses. Oh, I knew it. what it was right away. But but <laughs> <laughs> that's what. Who says that? That was one of them that said that. That was. Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I knew what it was right away just because Alyssa. <laughs> oh, well, what was? Oh, that was you with that all, said that. Okay. With all the trees. No, I think it was stuff. actually someone who said that. There, yeah, maybe like, Isaac or something. Um, and how about when they get the message from the from Raj's dad at the at when they first get it, and there's the dog in the background. <laughs> right. It's funny because you know I didn't notice it the first time I saw it. You and, and then they make the, the the crack about it. But when I was watching it with Cindy, 
she, she picked up on it. She was. She said, "What's with the dog back there?" So yeah, and and, and I just I just kind of held my breath because I knew I knew. It was I like, I picked it up the first time too, and I was like, "What the hell?" And <laughs> and it was funny. And then yeah, so that yeah, the the Malloy and and Lamar both pick up on it. Like, you see that dog? First thing I saw. Um, I also like. I think it's. I think it's this one. Where the krill comes up on the screen and he's off to the right. Oh, right. And they're like, um, can you uh, can just you center up? Because that's going to distract. This that was that was episode one. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, yeah. the little things like that were hilarious to me, and and I think those were the best parts of the comedy. Where, uh, like I said, the drunk driving thing wasn't it wasn't a killer. Um, I thought those were funny to me. Those those ones were were good. So yeah, that was episode one. I thought I thought it ended great. I um I think it was a good first start, mm-hmm. and then we get into episode two, uh, called Command Performance, and uh, this one is kind of a oh that was the where there was the parents zoo. Given the <laughs> yeah, call them. right that's the that's the comedy part in that one. So this one they end up uh doing a uh, like a rescue beacon call type thing and find a a, a ship that. They scan them as they come in, and they scan them, and uh, it's supposed to be a, a disabled ship, and they need help or whatever, and and the captain's parents are on board, right? And then they go into the, you know the spiel, and it's you know telling oh hey Kelly's there, and you know the whole thing with that, and then they know Malloy, and, ask, and his mom starts asking him to get a colon uh, and uh, colonoscopy, <laughs> and it's like so that it, it's funny, but it's like it could have been left out too. It's it. Well, it was funny just to suddenly see the captain presented with his parents right. talking to him, and that was amusing. Yeah, um, and it just to me it went on a little long. Yeah, that was the only thing. It, like it's funny, but it, it it went on a little long. Um, then they send the crew over, uh, Kelly, and which is really interesting. And this is one of the things that bugged me about the original Star Trek Next Generation and every other. They do it a lot on this, where they send the captain and first, first yeah, officer on away missions. You don't do that. Like, I'm sorry, you're on this. Where the hell are the enlisted folk? <laughs> Everybody can't be a damn lieutenant and above, right? And this is this is always bugging I me. Mean, they don't have the red shirts. You see them walking around in the back, but no one ever. They would, <laughs> there would be groups of these people going, and that's so that's that's always bugged me. And that's, um, but anyways, yeah. So they send those two over. And then they get uh, like teleported away. It's kind of an interesting idea. Oh, it's a. Uh, I, I like the idea of how it happens. And <laughs> the funny part about this is, is so they find themselves back in the apartment from their original right, and in, in which was their apartment. Um, and then it turns out they're in a zoo. But then, but you know, at first everything's kind of like, oh, they start to get along a little bit and. <laughs> They're drinking and relaxing. And then it doesn't say how long it is, but it can't be more than a day or two. And all of a sudden, they're at each other's throats already. Right. She's eating cereal. Or yeah, <laughs> she's eating cereal. cereal and he's it's just... noisy and he's just, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and so, yeah, it just it just shows, it, it really shows that they were kind of married and what, what it was like. Um, there wasn't anything too dramatic in this one. I well, think. this is the one that, that introduced us to... <laughs> Oh, the security officer and her right. her uh, leadership skills. Well, and we also got why she was in charge was because Bordis is going to have an egg. Exactly. Well, he had his egg. He was sitting on it. Well, that that's how they introduced the episode. They start the episode. Yeah, he, he asked permission, permission for like twenty one days off to, to so that he could eat his egg. egg. Uh, Which is, 
goes into the potty humor. They're like, how does he lay an egg? And Lamar, does it come out his butt? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So right away when they disappear, Laura ends up, who's in charge, uh, and this is where we almost got our drink for the night, which um, we haven't talked about, but uh, she orders a, uh, yeah, a double, double tequila, double shot. tequila yeah. shot. So we were going to do tequila shots tonight. Um, <laughs> And I brought a tequila in, but we found out it, it was a uh, cannabis-infused. Uh, yep, cannabis. So we decided to uh, err on the side of caution <laughs> and uh, just go with some good old beers. Um, I'm drinking a, uh, tonight I have, let's see, it's a Heretic uh, Make America Juicy Again, which nice. is kind of funny just because of everything that's going on currently. <laughs> yeah. And then I've got my favorite local IPA, which is Bear Republic uh, Razor 5. Well, Heretic's also local. No, I know. I'm just saying yeah. it's my favorite IPA at right. local. But I mean, that, that's that's a that's a juicy. Yeah, um, yeah. This is, this is more traditional. So those that um, don't know, um, I I prefer the juicy ales. I'm not a big IPA guy. I'm not a big hops. Um, I'm IPAs. I think they're, they're you can definitely get drunk off IPAs if you just oh, yeah. drink one or two of them. So sometimes I think it's a little overkill. Um, but we've got a lot of you know IPAs. Kind of the well, it's it's. It's I almost going out of out of out IPA of fashion now. It kind but of became the thing for a while. Well, it also became just a generic because there, uh, I juicies are IPA also. Oh, I know it's so it's, it's kind of yeah, yeah. There's hazies and so it's not just um, IPAs anymore. This this actually they call it a New England style Indian Pale Ale, um, which I found apparently the New England style is less hoppy and more on the hazy side mm -hmm. typically. That. Then, you know, what was IPAs two, three years ago where Lagunitas really hit the scene and kind of took over? Yeah, I'm not as big on their IPA. I love their little something, something. There. Right. But uh, but their their IPA doesn't work. And, and well, what's uh, uh, what's Russian River? Uh, they've got their Pliny. The Pliny. What's the, what's the, they've got Pliny the Elder, but that's their double IPA. Pliny the Younger is their triple IPA, but they've right. got, what's their, uh, what's their regular IPA? I can't remember what it is. I, you know, I don't know. It's I don't pretty, buy it. Well, well, I mean, they, realistically, my my favorite beer is from Three Disciples, which is the Pulp, Pulp Fusion, right. which is is actually a double IPA. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a very very juicy IPA. Oh and, yeah, we'll tell the story. We went. To, uh, <laughs> right. Three Disciples is just is just down. Uh, just a, we're in we're in Santa Rosa, which has about six or seven different uh, local brew where yeah. they brew their own, and we've got. We've and got we'll, we'll cover them all at some. I point. think we mentioned them in our first. Yeah, we. I think we might podcast, have. but uh, but yeah, we showed up there. Yeah, just uh, to, to talk one Sunday. Yeah, and, it was uh, it was empty. Yeah, I think they still didn't have a clientele. Yeah, was, so we uh, we uh, both had uh, two beers, uh, different. I think we both tried different ones throughout the time, and then yeah. we were getting ready to pay the bill and talking to the guy. And I just, uh, we were at Fog Belt recently, and they had the Painkiller, which was another juicy IPA. Actually, it was a cocktail IPA, which I really loved. And we talked, we were talking to the bartender, and I was like, and he's like, "Well, what is it you like?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know." We got to talking about Fog Belt. And I'm like, "Oh, they got this uh, Painkiller. It's just fabulous." Not only do I love the flavor, I love the name just because it—that's what mm -hmm. it does for me. It kills the pain. <laughs> um, so and he's like well if you like that you're gonna like this and so he gave us the tasters and it was just like one of those like oh man I really gotta leave but I would love to sit and have another <laughs> one of these 
So I got into the habit of it. It was great because it was a free taster. He was just like, you're right, yeah. I mean, he knew, he, he, yeah, and it wasn't, it wasn't a normal it. taster. It was, about a, it was about a four ouncer. It was good. Yeah. Um, well, it's worked because I've gone back there. Mm-hmm. I, I have a, a, a little mini keg thing that I filled up. I right. almost brought that tonight, too. Um, <laughs> I've gone back there now and filled that, I think, four times. Um, so uh, it has definitely become yeah. my favorite. Um, Three Disciples is one of my favorite spots to go to just because of that beer. And they have some other good ones, too. Have they gotten busier? I haven't been there yes. in a, in a, in a uh, We just so. went last Sunday. Um, right. You actually sent... Me or no, it was, it was Saturday. Saturday right? we, uh, we went to Cooperage first because a buddy of mine... She um, said that was crazy busy. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. But uh, my buddy just got his new uh, food truck going, mm-hmm. like uh, my, the barbecue stuff, Camacho's uh, Barbecue. And so I really wanted to go support him in that and, and pick up some barbecue because it's fabulous. So we go in there and it is literally like super loud, like nuts to butts, the whole place. Like you can barely get through. Um, I don't care for Cooperage beer as much as I like some of the others. Like they have some good ones, but it, it's mm-hmm. a hit or miss for me. They they're, You would probably love it there because a lot more. I've been there a couple of times. IPAs. Katie and Joe did some artwork openers right. there a couple years back. and and. And then they don't have any kind of ciders or anything like that. So Alyssa just doesn't have anything she wants because she doesn't right. drink beer at all. And so we just we made the decision we're going to get our food and go. And so we're, uh, Three Disciples was having their uh, one year anniversary. So funny part was is like <laughs> so we go in there, we bring our food, we end up going to the back, and where we end up sitting is like right across from the bar- the barbecue people they brought in. So we bring in barbecue to where they have barbecue. <laughs> Were you getting stares? Like, uh, like, <laughs> no. Well, so I immediately went up to get some drinks because they have um, they had Pulp Fusion. I got mm-hmm. one of those. I also wanted to do some of the testers. I always do a tester even if I know what it tastes like just because I want to get some free beer. <laughs> um, and then they have this. It's called Holy Water. And uh-huh. it's like a carbonated alcohol... Spritzer type, yeah, but it's it's got a it's a heavier flavor than than just like a, the carbonated waters. Super good, like it's like Kool Aid. Like I could <laughs> I could drink that shit by the gallon. Um, but it's it's like also like a four or five percent, so it's pretty decent. So I got one. Of those. Car- you say it's carbonated. It's a little. Okay, it's hi- it's not highly carbonated. It's yeah. lightly carbonated. You say Kool Aid, and I think of your uh, <laughs> cherry cherry infused uh, <laughs> the, vodka. The, the, or- the Jolly Rancher Jolly vodka. Ranch. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's not that bad. I, um, I I tell you the story about that, but I don't remember. We'll, it. That's how bad yeah, it was. we'll get to that story some other time. Maybe <laughs> we'll, maybe we'll have that for one of the shows. Anyways, uh. so uh, we uh, I went to get the drinks, and while I was getting the drinks, my wife bought some ribs from them so she could get some napkins. Mm-hmm. She felt bad, so made it perfect to do a uh, a taste test. So. Uh, I, t- I had one of theirs. This is War Pigs. I had uh, Lisa got there was like four of them, so she kept two, gave me two, and took one of the ones I got from Camachos. I'm like, okay, I'd already eaten one Camachos. I'm like, that was fucking fabulous. It felt uh-huh. well, and it was super good. So then I went and had one of theirs, and I was like, it was good, but it wasn't the same. It was like eating going from eating a, a, a steak to having a cheeseburger. It just it just didn't compare, right? And I was like, okay, well, I had the other one. I'm like, well, I'm gonna eat this other one right now, so I can get back to these others and and just have that finish it off. And super super good though. But yeah, um, our friends Kincaid's came by and mm-hmm. we sat and drank beers and bullshitted for a while. It was fun. It was nice. kind of in that little. It's a, it's an outdoor area, but it's inside the middle, mm-hmm. so the open roof. Yeah. So a lot of fun. Stayed there until it started to get too cold to sit outside, <laughs> and then we left. All right. 
Now that we've talked about what we're drinking and, and got off on a little tangent, let's get back to episode two, Command Performance. Um, right. So they're in this zoo. Uh, the the crew sends over Alara after she panics and the doctor talks to her and she kind of gets her shit together. Uh, that her and Isaac go over and uh, they get the they get the captain and first officer back. And then, um, yeah, they're kind of clever. Yeah, the, the cool <laughs> part is, is they, that so it really turns out is they they go hey, uh, they trade right. Yeah. First off, it's Isaac is the only one that can talk to this other plant. These are another of the elitist yeah. people. Um, and you, they realize quite off the bat, there's no negotiating. It's not like they're gonna listen to. You know, they're not gonna see any sort of logic to reasoning. So yeah. the trade was 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 clever. Well it was also in an area where ships aren't supposed to go and stuff like that. And when and Isaac, you know, is on their same level. As a matter of fact they talk they call Alara Alara her his pet. Uh-huh. And, and she she what motherfucker? <laughs> so anyways, uh they the, the cool part is is they get him back and and then you're like, oh what you know, because she says, okay, I got a deal for you, something you can't refuse. They play it off so like the lasers are coming. The clock oh, is yeah, ticking. Oh yeah, yeah. They're about to euthanize yeah. them. I don't know how they could have negotiated that in the amount of time, but but whatever. <laughs> it was still funny. <laughs> yeah, like they were about to get killed and and they stop. So after you know they get back on the the ship and they leave and everything's happy door you know there, they go back and you're like, well, what the fuck they trade for him? And <laughs> they traded basically uh, entertainment reality TV show. Yeah, but it was like. It was Real Housewives and... Yeah, it shows them all in the zoo staring at the TV yeah. watching the episode of Real Housewives. Yeah, yelling at each other and shit and they're just like amazed. But they, they read off a couple of them and it's, it's like, oh, that's fucking hilarious. Like some crazy amount of hours of uh, reality TV. And that's certainly social commentary. Talk about the addictive mm-hmm. nature of some of these reality TV shows. And I thought it was perfect. I, I, it was uh, funny. It was funny. It was probably... Out of the six episodes we watched, it's probably my least. Uh, that and number five are pretty close to each other, as far as I think. What, what so I wrote down a couple of messages that because I'm I'm looking at it for what what is it <coughs> what issues it's trying to tackle just to kind of prove that it isn't just comedy. It is mm-hmm. actually trying to slip these messages in there because there was certainly the the issue of of youth and leadership positions and how we support them or how we don't mm-hmm. support them. Because that's that they were in the, in the crew was very supportive of right. of her need to take on leadership. She failed. I mean, she was, but they continued to oh. to support her. Well, actually, um, that that brings I I kind of kind of spaced over it. Uh, in the beginning, she's in charge and she talks. She calls back to command, and command says. Fuck, you gotta leave them. We can't go into that space. Oh, I know. And she goes, that's oh, right. She and had, she's she like, fuck, okay. And so she did what she was told to do she disobeyed a direct order <laughs> well it comes out and that's what she ends up doing is, uh-huh. is she basically says okay we gotta abandon him and the crew just like just dumps on her yeah. like just kind of fucking they don't really say nothing but they just kind of they like, follow her Her they do follow her though well in the end when she comes back yeah because it took it took a while I mean it wasn't right off the bat that she switched She she's like well yeah at yeah. first, she's she really is trying to do the right thing by what she's supposed to do according to the laws of command and stuff like that. She's mm-hmm. supposed to follow, and so and everybody just okay, we're gonna do what you said, but we're not happy about it. And and they basically let her know by ostracizing her yeah. really. And then so she talks to the doctor and 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 she makes up her mind that says, okay, well, what would they do? They'd come get me. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna 
go against these orders and we're gonna you know and go get them and and the crew just jumps right in behind her and so yeah it has a really interesting like you could do the right thing and piss everybody off right or you could do the wrong thing and get everybody behind you so it has some different messages in that too because yeah. it's not always it's not always the right thing you right. know and, and sometimes you have to do and for this they they did the right thing being the wrong thing but you know it could have turned around and fucking all went bad and they all died and 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 yeah. it'd have been like uh that's why we told you not to do that <laughs> so there's there's some issues with that but yeah that's that's definitely a good pickup another thing that they mentioned i know this was a quote from uh, i think kelly says this or that humans imprisoned animals for entertainment they're talking about when they're when they're talking about the zoos yeah. and they're referring back to to our current culture uh, we imprisoned animals for entertainment and then she mentions it wasn't intended to be cruel but we as a higher species had felt we had the right to yeah, that um, one that was definitely on the animal so rights yeah. issues and and uh, that's looking at the dis- different aspects of whether you're containing them in order to save them or if you're containing right. them for our pleasure. <laughs> so, no, um, that was that was perfect. Yeah, and and um, be, because I am such an animal lover, I, I kind of tend to agree with her, even though I do I do see the value in in zoos. I'm not going to say they're they're completely bad. Um, because sometimes they get better care there than they ever would in the wild, well, that, as right. long as that's how they're run. Now that doesn't mean all zoos. Right. Are this did way. say imprisoned animals for entertainment. Yeah. That was that was how. It yeah, out. which is like circuses, oh. right? You mm-hmm. know, and things like that. So, or even in a zoo, if if it's mainly because if it's not because if, you if wanna, they're not taken care of. Yeah. Right. If it's, and so, or if they're taken care of, but they're taken out of their habitat, their natural habitat for. Reasons of profit, you know, if it's to right. that, that right, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, I think that was a good message. Yeah, I, I you're yeah. right, I, I kind of didn't think about that as, as I was thinking about those, but you, you hit it nail on the head on that one. Anything else on episode two you got? Move to episode three because they transitioned from <laughs> the, the incubating yeah. egg to, to the birth of, uh, I think he actually, the birth happens at the end of the second, doesn't it? It might be. I think like that's a cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, like it literally cracks open and it opens up, and then it, and they're it's like, "Oh, it's a daughter!" And then, <laughs> dun, 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 and then it ends, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's supposed to be an all male species, which is funny to begin with. Um, Gosh, gotcha. the interaction between those two is like, that's what an all male species would be like too. Like, <laughs> the, the, you mean him and his spouse? Bordis and um, oh, what's this is uh, Clyden. Clyden. Because it's it, they're both deadpan. They're both <laughs> well. So well, Clyden's so more of the the. This is where well, I don't want to say woman figure of this, but okay, kinda. but but even I think not episode three, but like episode four opens up when they're they're in, in bed, bed and they're having like a little disagreement. Now they they weren't rolling around, in the, right. You know, in bed they were they were just talking. No, but but it's interesting. You look at uh, uh, Star Trek Discovery. Star mm-hmm. Trek Discovery has. Uh, Season one follows the relationship. The engineer and the doctor are are I don't know if they're they're married or not, but but it's it, it takes a few episodes before you realize it, but then you realize oh these these are are um, two males in a, in a relationship and they play it off very normally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see some people getting turned away by by that. Whereas here we're dealing with a different species. It's it's 
there's a humor to it, but it but it also normalizes it in a in a different way to where some someone that's a little more less less receptive to that idea is going to buy into it here because of the way it's. But I think they also they 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 don't make it as much a male male. I mean, if you look at the 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 positions that they play. Um, Clyden plays more of a female type, mm-hmm. the at-home mom, essentially, right? <laughs> Follows him to his career. I don't know what your point is, but <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying that I don't know if this was intentional or, but I mean, it's not completely like that. But like, I, I just think we're still we're still in a in a culture, a current culture that has a hard time accepting. Uh, this, or at least being exposed to it, I think. I think more people have come around. I mean, there's there's a big part of our society that is against, uh, right, homosexuality, gay marriage, or you know the, those those sort of things. I, you know, I, I don't know what your leaning is. You're more West Coast, so you're probably a little bit more uh, open minded. Right, it didn't bother because, me at all. It, yeah, yeah, but I but I think that's probably because you're California, <laughs> and California Republicans are a lot different than. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually not Republican. I or, well, I'm sorry. No, no, this I, is I'm, but, I'm taking that political. Uh, science class, uh-huh. and uh, so I don't conservative. No, I'm a conservative for sure, yeah, I'm, but I'm more libertarian than okay. I am Republican. That's fine. That's fine. But I, I, I think, I think we're still in a current culture that is uncomfortable seeing two males in a relationship on a television program. I would, I would say yes. You're correct. Um, and and I and even, this is a this is a good way of putting it out there to try to. Try to normalize it a little bit. I mean, they're right. they're dealing with a different species. They're but really everything they're talking about is just they're talking about a different type of person, you know. And they're they're able to to send the same message in a different. They're wrapping it up a little different. And I think they it, do a good job. And I well, I think that's kind of the point of the yeah. show is to to give it more of a humorous backdrop and 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 in order to to get your messages. I think there are some yeah. political. I think they hit a lot more in the beginning. They have an intent with this, and the vehicle uh, gets a wider audience, or more. It it gives it an audience that's going to listen, or that's going to be exposed to something that where where they wouldn't necessarily be exposed to. This does a little different than some others. Like, uh, and and I'm not I'm not opposed to same sex marriages or you know relationships or anything like that. What I don't like in shows is where they force feed them down your like throat. And there's a lot. Mean. There's a lot of shows that do that, and it's like that's what I don't care about. It's like when you add it, and it well, doesn't, when you, you see the Super Bowl, you know, there were there were different ads that were very, you know, what well, there was the there was the one at the beginning that had the the females on the on the well, they had the oh, the, the, the field goal thing, and then the 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 person kicking the yeah. field goal. Pulls uh, off and pulls she's a, a woman. Yeah, and she's a woman, and then it cuts to all the people in the stands, and it's it's like the one guy's like, "What?" And then he kind of goes, "Oh, okay." I thought, I, I mean, I understood the message they were getting across. I just thought it came across so ridiculous. Yeah, because and, well, <laughs> and, and it's, but I, I mean, I get the message, and I'm, I, I, I'm, I think we're doing that, it the wrong I, way. But sometimes, sometimes you can't. You you got the wrong people trying to tell the message. Yeah, I, I think that's wrong. So and and. And maybe this is because there's a people out there that don't understand this, but there are women who play football, mm-hmm. right? Matter yeah, there was the coach too. That was a great ad. The, the yeah, the, and she's she's a female lesbian Sanford's, coach who's a, a wide I don't receiver. Think it mentioned her sexuality. Just oh no, they definitely have thrown it out there. Well, I, I don't think they did in this ad. 
Maybe not. Uh, there's there's an ad where it's all about okay. her and, and they they throw it out there. Okay, but I thought um, that was a good ad. I don't. I, that doesn't. Like I said, it doesn't bother to me. It's like personally, I think you could just say, "Hey, she's a coach." You don't have to put that she's a lesbian in there. Who cares? Well, that yeah, it doesn't I, I play into the coaching kind of do that. So yeah, but I get that sometimes you have to put a message out there to to normalize it, and sometimes because. Well, we're getting there. I mean, and this is, I mean, one of the things we talked about in that class I was just in is women didn't have the right to vote until 1920, right? Mm -hmm. That's, you know, men with that didn't own land didn't have right to vote in the very beginning. It all gradually gets there, right? So it's still getting there. When mm -hmm. I was in high school, we had a female on our wrestling team. None of us treated her any different, right? You just, she was just one of the guys and did it. You see more and more. My daughter was wrestling, and they now have a whole section just for women in state for wrestling. It's progressively getting there. We used to have in Santa Rosa an all-women's football team. Um, one of the coaches actually worked with me, and, and we had a player that was there. So, I mean, it's getting there. There's also there's women that are playing football. Uh, when I coached at Middletown in high school, we had a female kicker. Mm -hmm. um, so it it's happening. I think it. I think these. Show, I think we're so conditioned by what we see on television that it's a vehicle for trying to normalize it. And so I think that's that's why time does kind of transition. Well, that's... Uh, but here's what I... Here's, so I get why it's done. I, I get Sometimes it. So, I don't but like here's the, the thing. But here's, here's my problem with it is let it happen naturally. Sprinkle it in. Don't jam it down your fucking face. And that's, I think, the problem. The, the, the liberal side, especially liberal California, liberal Hollywood... Mm -hmm is jamming this in, in movies and shows and they're fucking force feeding it and like you gotta have this you gotta have a transgender you gotta have a female and you gotta have a you know a person of color and you gotta have this don't tell me I have to have this just do it and make it part of the story don't do it if it doesn't feed the story if, if you wanna have someone in a, in a movie I think well I, I gotta say do, do you know I, what I mean though I, cause I, it'll I become do, but... more normal I think there's a perfect example. <laughs> I don't. Well, I want to. I want to. I want to say that I almost think it should be almost the reverse of what you're saying. Is that is that don't make it about the transgender. Those sort. I mean, tell the tell the story you want to tell. If it's a transgender, right, whatever, right. That's like what that, I'm trying to say. Make that a normal. But that's not uh, what they're, they're they're going. Oh, we just well, they're making the story about right. Or, or even if it's not even a story, like the show, the movie, mm -hmm. or whatever it is, and the show itself isn't geared directly towards that, but they come out afterwards and go, hey, look, we've got this gay person in here doing this. Or, no, just let the story stand itself. So uh, the person of color um, context of it, um, the force feeding of it, you know, like, oh, hey, you, you're making this movie, you got, you got to put, you got to have people of color, like, what we saw with Rise of Skywalker, there was all these like, oh, you got to have this, you got to have an Asian, you got to have a few. Just put people in there and don't say anything about it and it will become normal. One of the best things that they did in Marvel, right? So, um, and this is where I do have a, I have a problem with certain ones, but this one worked because of the way they did it. Um, they, they have uh, um, Nick Fury, mm -hmm. right? Played by Samuel X. Jackson, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. They didn't come out and say, hey, we're, we're, we're putting him in there because we want a person of color in this movie. They just, he just comes up and that's, he's the, he plays the guy. They just do it. Worked great. Does a great job. In the comics, he's not a black guy, right? 
But they didn't make a big deal out of it. They just did it. And they didn't come out and say, hey, we got a person of color in here. We're, we're liberal. We're, we're, we're fighting for everybody. They just made a story and let it be. And he fits, right? Where you have all these, and, and Marvel is doing some of this now, like, you know, you had with Captain Marvel where, you know, they're like, oh, we're, we're, we got this woman movie now. Just make it. Don't. Don't tote it. Let it live on its own. What do you... When that, people ask you about it, do you stay silent? About which? Well, I mean, it, Captain Marvel, that that was their first vehicle led by a woman. So I'm just saying it begs the question, are you making this movie with a woman in order to appease... You know, you no, can't, okay, but that's the filmmakers can't ignore the question, so they have to have an answer. Well, but here's okay, so I mean, the that, Captain Marvel movie was made because she's part of the story. Okay, and I have no problem with that. Okay, the next, the next Thor, they're going to go to a female Thor, right? Um, there's going to be, and that follows the comics, and I'm mm. okay with that. Now, if there was never a female Thor in the comics, and then they flip it just to make a female Thor in a movie. If it doesn't really fit the story and if it seems forced, I'm going to bitch. But I don't have a problem. With, what I did have a problem with is uh, Captain Marvel is supposed to be um, uh, a lesbian, right? And people were bitching and moaning that she wasn't played by a lesbian. And I'm like, okay. well, maybe there's, not a good, maybe there's not good enough actors out there. Or maybe, you know, don't force, just let shit happen and it, and it will become normal. When you force it, you, you you get people on the defensive, and as soon as you get people on the defensive, the whole argument goes out. Well, I think I think they're faced with these... I mean, the filmmakers are constantly being faced with these questions from media, from fans, asking them, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Um, and, and... But the, the, the answer can be because it was story-driven. And uh, that's all they have to say. If they don't like the answer, who cares? Character driven, story driven. Right. Yeah. That's what entertainment should be, right? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Marvel doesn't. You know, in the, in the cases you're talking about, they're pointing to the to the comic strip. Yeah. Well, how about the how about the people making the comic strip? If they suddenly put a, a female Thor in, how, what would your your reaction to that be? Well, I did read those, and I had no problem with it because they 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 made it a story, and they they made it make sense in a story aspect. Okay, right? It, because it doesn't sound like you're giving filmmakers that same freedom. I'm not giving filmmakers the same freedom in um, where they're doing it to when they're changing characters just to feed a uh, a group. So something like the Orville. I don't think right. It, 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 well, there's no. These are all new characters. They're not yeah. feeding off anything, so they can do whatever they want. So I have no problem with that. Now, if Orville was a remake, <laughs> and Bordis was not a single species, uh, you know, a single species, uh, whatever. I can't think. Of, um, well, and all of a sudden he was. I'd be like, well, does that drive the story? But the original Star Treks, the female characters were very, you know, yeoman. They were very. They, yeah. weren't, they weren't in any, any leadership oh, positions. Well, where, where here they put the security guard like episode two right away. Well, they, Next they Generation had a security, uh, their command, their top security was female to begin with. Did that bother you? No. Okay. Not at all. I, it, none of that bothers me. It's when they change things just to um, push a, po uh, a political or social justice type reason. Yeah. And so Orville, I don't think, is doing that. 
Right. I don't like it when it takes away from the story. Right. When well, it, to when me, it, that's when what it, it is. When it becomes the the story is this this episode is about how we chose to put a a female. I I like them to to lend a story to it. I don't mind them doing that sort of stuff because yeah. I think that sort of change, that sort of evolution is it needs to be represented in television in because that's what people reflect on and is going to normalize it like i was saying so, so here's another but i good don't one. like it when they take away the story and just make it all about fantastic four right they did another reboot yeah see that didn't i well and, and I, I i you had a reasoning i had a reason behind it because because they were susan storm and and johnny storm were supposed to be brother and sister well, they changed it, and now I don't even think I don't even, I don't know if they even made them adopted siblings. But one, the you know they made Johnny Storm black. I don't care if a black guy does it if he does a good job, but the story didn't support it. Oh yeah, they they Fantastic Four the movie was 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 a but and I think it was because cluster. you can't take an iconic. No, we're talking about the <laughs> the more recent remake, not yeah. The, It'd be like okay, well, we're gonna make Roots, but it's all gonna be Chris Irish guys. We're gonna we're gonna redo Roots and it's all gonna be about Irish people. Do you, do you, do you th- <laughs> well? I mean, there was Irish slaves too. Uh-huh. So I mean, the context could be there. I'm sure there's a story there, but it's not but that's Roots. what I mean. But but it would be the it would be the same thing. Why would why would you change that? Uh-huh. If you want to do something like that, write a fucking new story, mm-hmm. make a new team. There's and there's plenty of stuff out there. I mean, uh, it's there's not a lack of 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 Heroes of color and things like that. You've got Falcon, right? He's, he's a black guy. They didn't change him at all. They just put him in there and he does great. He's one of the best characters. He's awesome. You know, so there's, there's ways to do it. So that's so. <laughs> this all started because <laughs> Boris and uh, his, his mate had an egg and they had a female. <laughs> it's so, a good conversation. It's, these are these aren't easy. No, topics no, this to is this discuss, is, but especially when when we're trying to find common ground, but at the same time, I think we do have some disagreements. That I do. That yeah. uh, that. Uh, well, I think I lend I lead more on the side of the conservative, where I I'm I'm more conservative in my thoughts, but I don't have a problem with same sex. I don't have a problem with uh, people of color. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know. Um, I do have a problem when it's thrown in my face, but I have a problem when you throw anything in my face, regardless of what it is. I, I get, you know, I get defensive. So, to me, I mean, it's one of those things. So that's that's where I get a, that's where I have a problem with the social justice people. Is you're going to come up and yell in my face? Oh, you have to respect me. You're not respecting me right now by yelling in my face. You're going to get a throat punch. Well, that, that's where I think this, <laughs> right, right. I think this show has some good value in that it's able to present these messages to to audiences who wouldn't necessarily be watching a show like this because it's got the the, the Seth MacFarlane kind of potty mouth humor. Because they don't, and go, yet they're still addressing these issues. Because they so, don't go, hey, we're gay, we're gay, we're gay, we're gay, we're gay. Well, they would. <laughs> they would actually do that because it's because it makes it more funny. Almost, they might. But, well, <laughs> I mean, but that would be like that. That is. Oh, like, that might be a Mel Brooks more right. slapstick style. But that's so. Anyways, we get into uh, <laughs> it's about a girl uh, episode three. We're probably gonna have to zip through some of these episodes. Yeah, so we're getting long here. <laughs> but hey, it's good stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, episode three deals with um, 
basically a fight between Bordas and and his mate about the sex change of sex the child. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it starts off that uh, Bordas actually is for it because it's just what their crew or what their race has always done. And he asks the doctor to do it, and she says, "No, I'm not doing that." And then it gets into a lot of the discussion as why would you, why would you do this? We don't do this kind of thing. And and then you know it has a lot. And I I. I tend to almost side with Bordas in, in uh, God, I'm missing Clyden. Clyden, in the fact that in their society, that person's going to be shunned. Well, they did a good. Well, this this episode put a lot of questions out there without forcing forcing a point of view. I mean, right. they they had a trial, but they didn't force a point of view on us. Um, they brought us some good arguments on both cases. They talked about circumcision, and right. they tried to compare it to, to that. They they talked about the uh, w- well against against the idea is, is is that you're making a decision for 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 a child for that, a that child that yeah uh, before they can make a, a decision. But I loved how they got Bordas to change his mind. Oh, right. Gosh, so was... at first they have Alara come in and, and spar with him in a in a ring to show that hey a woman can be tough. A woman can be strong, and she basically kicks his ass in the ring, and and he does probably like most men would be at that. Like he doesn't he doesn't understand what they're trying to say. He just gets mad because he gets his ass kicked <laughs> and storms off. So that one didn't work. But then he has kind of like a guy's night out with uh, um, Malloy and Lamar, and they watch Rudolph the red uh, the, the old animated movie. yeah the old uh, uh, and the island style. of misfits. And uh, for those who have seen this show, know exactly what it's about. And, you know, the funny thing is, is at the end, you, you just see them watching it and, and the, they're almost in tears. It's funny. Like, it's the whole part where, like, Rudolph, with your nose, you can lead my sleigh. And Bordas just, you just see the light bulb. Light bulb. Right above his head. He's like, oh, shit. And then he even goes... He he saved him because of his deformity and all you know, <laughs> you know, because he he speaks very blunt. Yes, right. Their their race is very blunt, and I think that's funny. And then you just see the two of those guys kind of look over at each other like, oh yeah. <laughs> and so I thought that was awesome. And then that's where the 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 fight between the parents uh, right. escalates to like, uh, I don't want to do this anymore, but we got to do this, and and it ends up. Yeah, they make one more point in the end with the they find they find like the lone female on the planet that's been I don't know if they say it's alone but she's definitely a nice uh, uh, anomaly 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 living in seclusion and and what she was one of their authors yeah it turns out I guess yeah she she says a quote and and the other trial lawyer is like uh, offended that that she would use the quote against you know and it turns out it's actually her I think he quotes it and she says you're quoting it wrong Oh, okay. Like, how would you tell me how to is? say it? She goes, "Because I wrote it, motherfucker." <laughs> like that—that's the only thing that would have been better. She just like busted it out, yeah. like, you know. Um, so, and, and I thought it was fair <clears throat> to see that that they didn't go, they didn't side with 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 Bordas or with the. Well, that's the interesting thing is is you would have thought that they would have sided with uh, to not do the. I would almost thought that was unrealistic if they sided with. Boards just because you're dealing with a whole planet and everything, and to actually uh, create that much change. Yeah. But but now we're left with well, although you find out that Clyden was also changed. Oh yeah. So (laughs) Clyden was a well. That was that was before the trial even went on, Mm -hmm. and and like, why are you so adamant about this? And she goes, and 
he says, well, I was a female mm-hmm. and, and I went through this. So I know like having a little more perspective on it, yeah. which was, I think was a good. So they brought a lot of perspective and now we get to see what happens because Bordas says he'll go along with whatever happens. And, yeah. So and, the, and they name what is it? Co- Topa. 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 They named so, the boy after the... Just because I know from... I've seen the other two... The, the whole through second season, uh, Topa does become a, a regular character. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it's kind of weird because he grows up really fast. Well, maybe they'll... Do they readdress this at all? Or maybe they I hint, don't think so. Hint, maybe they'll yeah. hint to it. Um, so. All right. So I think we finished with episode three. Uh, we did take a little quick break there to, to grab a refill of the beers yeah. and... Uh, now we're going to get along with uh, episode four, uh, If the Stars Should Appear. Um, this was uh, directed by James L. Conway, which uh, I looked up and found out he is also a big director on The Magicians, which I don't know if you've watched. Oh, I haven't, no. Oh my God, it's so good. Okay. Uh, I really enjoy it. Um, one of my daughters, Emily, I think, watched it and, and really enjoys it. It's a... Um, it's like a punk Harry Potter. Like it's okay. very, it's very more adult, um, but it's that Harry Potter ish. Like this guy learns he's a magician, ends up going to a school, more like a college than like a, a high school level. Okay, more like that college. Cool. Um, lot more dark, very dark. Like one of the episodes, and this is when Lisa was watching with me, and we got all the way up to one point, and she just like, uh, nope, no more. And it's this rabbit shows up outside of a room to do something like deliver a message or something. I don't even remember exactly, but it ends up getting just turned inside out and they literally show turned inside out, just the blood. It is just like, she's like, Oh, nope, I'm done. (laughs) So, uh, but it's a great, I love it. It's uh, it's on a fifth season now. Really good characters. Uh, I think it's got some good stories. Not all of them are great. But I think it has some really cool stuff to it. Cool. Um, so maybe maybe we'll hit that at some point. Where is it available? Is it? Uh, I'm watching that on Netflix right now. Oh, it's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's currently in its fourth or fifth season. Okay. Um, some really cool stuff. Okay, so um, if the star should appear, so uh, this is a. I think we both just talked about this is probably our favorite episode of the six. You know, this reminded me when I was a kid. I used to write, read a lot of the choose your adventure books. Right, right. Um, and there was one I think called like the underground planet or the underground world, mm-hmm. and it was about the Earth. And if they, you could go into a to like a, a cavern and find your way to an, the the whole world carved right. out in between where people existed and and those uh, choose your adventure. Yeah, to me, we're you know, I don't, I don't, I don't remember really get them anymore. But but uh, they're still around. Video games are more kind of the replacement for those. But this is where you could. I even made my own once, like an Indiana Jones Choose Your Own Adventure series. I like, remember someone talking about go around on a quest. It was a, it was a choose your own story type thing, but it was on an app. Yeah, I'm sure it was. It was more of a kid type, but it was they they just released last year a card game like a like a a little a little. I think it's like a card game because I bought I bought one for my brother mm-hmm. for uh, for Christmas because it just reminded me of us <laughs> growing up reading those stories. I nice. thought it was real cool. But this kind of has that whole idea of a world within a well, in this case, it's within a, a, a ship. A ship. Um, yeah. So to, to start this off, they uh, they they start off with um, doing a they show the the bridge and it's Lamar and the Malloy up there and they're they call it. Uh, star navigation you're like oh this is the shittiest job like so bored 
and you know, he's like, really? And then we go into this thing. It's like, I'd rather like have a con, you know, have to visit my parents after they just got back with a vacation from Florida with a friend. Yeah. And all this stuff. <laughs> it's just like, uh, pretty right. funny. And then, uh, so then they get a dis- not a distress signal, they but they they find a drift, right? Yeah, it's they like get a signal, and it's like, oh, that's there's no space stations out here. So they go investigate, and when they come up to this thing, it's it's really cool because they show it, and you see this big ship. But then they pan back, and it's like a flea on the on the moon. yeah, <laughs> like it's, the size it's, it's is like so... the opening shot of Star Wars where the little ship flies over, and then it's just the oh yeah, star destroyer that's just towering over it. That's yeah, you get a sense of of this this ship could contain a whole world which it turns out yeah well it, it leaves a little bit open to the imagination you just, it's huge and you're yeah. like well and they're like well who would need like who would need a ship that big I my know, first version <laughs> right, that's it it's pretty yeah. good my first impression was uh i i was reminiscent of the borg ship uh, the, yes the, 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 just the cube at the beginning that's that was my first thought but the, yeah but uh but I loved where the story went on this. Cause. Yeah, so so they get a they they send a crew over. It's <laughs> it's a bigger bigger away party, so that's good. It's not just the captain and the first officer because that would be stupid, <laughs> right? Um, and we get another. Hey, uh, can you open this jar of pickles? Right. Um, so that was cool. Um, they get in and immediately they kind of find this. Um, the best way to describe it is rolling hills. Once right. they get in past, because they, they're oh, all, that's right. There's like a there's a middle stick. <laughs> so, <laughs> one of the other funny things, and, and this is this is one that comes up, and I'm pretty sure it's this one where uh, Isaac is talking about. Oh, it's it's I can I'm the only one that can pilot pilot the uh, um, transport over to it, and Malloy's like, what what a dick, like you know, like he's he can't do it, and Isaac's like, what's a dick. <laughs> And so the captain sends him a picture or whatever. And then so <laughs> later on um, in the episode, the captain calls someone. I think he calls the, the, the leader guy a dick. And then and Isaac goes, that's a compliment. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so just that there's, there's that little bit of humor that they throw in there. Um, but yeah, this is this was a, a, a cool episode. It, so they get in there and they realize they can't talk back to the ship. Right, they lose right. communication. They're kind of stuck. Well, and that's the first thing too is they couldn't even tell if there was anybody on board. They couldn't see through the metal, um, so they didn't know what they were getting into until they were actually on board and stuff. But yeah, they go. They had to go through that little. It was looked like a skyscraper type s because the cap or the doctor is like, oh yeah, I'm I'm uh, afraid of heights. Afraid of heights, and Isaac's like. Uh, well, yeah, because if you're frail body, if you fell from this height, you'd be squished. And she's like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> you dick. And so, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, then they get in there, and, and uh, so it's such a big area, they have to split into two groups. and so, They get into the world, yeah. Yeah. Like and, Blind Witch in the Wardrobe, through the wardrobe. You yeah, know. yeah, they come yeah. out into the rolling hills, and, and so uh-huh. um, they split up, and it's... Uh, so Kelly and... Um, they're going to meet back at 1,500 hours. Yeah. Or, uh, 1,300? <laughs> 1,300 hours. Of course, of course, he has to. Yeah. He's like, Kelly's like, that's 3 o'clock. It was 1,500. 15, okay. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, the cap here, it's pretty funny. All right. Uh, just that, that's <clears> the <throat> cool humor that they have is just those little one shot one liners that are pretty good. So, yeah, Laura and Kelly are one group. And then it's Isaac, uh, the doctor, and the captain are the other. 
I don't think there's anybody else. It's just those three. Okay. Yeah. So they go off, and the first thing is the captain and them. They come up to a cabin, right? Oh, that's right. They find the cabin. And the they knock on the door. Kid freaks out. Well, they, no, the kid doesn't even get there yet. He okay. knocks on the door, and it's the wife. And he's like, oh, hi. You know, and she fucking screams and slams the door. And he's like, what the hell? So he opens it up, and it's the guy with the shotgun. who then shoots at him, doesn't hit anybody, and then Isaac stuns him. That's right. And then they get in there, and then they start talking to her, and they realize that they have no clue they're even on a ship. Right. Right, and then the son um, leads them off to show uh, the the they believe in Darrell is the so it's it's a very religious it type. Is. It, this is the, the, their message in this one is the religious zealots. Well, it's very much like Spanish Inquisition because they're they 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 kill someone right in, in the middle of town. Right. They they they. Bring him up for trial and yeah. and and send him to the to, the, to, to the, the masses people. and they just, well that's interesting they because crush well, him. but yeah so before that even happens we get the we get the other away team right, right. The Kelly and Alara they they have this big jeep pull up and these two guys jump out very no nonsense like where's your ID and they're kind of joking and they're like hey we're from the and they're like and they shoot uh, Alara just dead in the chest and down the hill and you're like oh, oh yeah. fuck like that was and that was quick and brutal just whoa. And then they punch Kelly and take her off, and that's and she, that's as she pulls up, she sees this leader guy mm-hmm. trial in front, of, like not even a trial, just his word, and throws him to this angry mob where mm-hmm. they just tear him apart. Right. And uh, so it was interesting because then they bring her in to talk to him, and and she's like, "Well, you just killed that guy," and he's like, "I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> My hands are clean." And I was like, "So it's very, very uh, much of." A uh, uh, power of a religious and almost dictatorial theocracy. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, they, well, they. <laughs> what was the, what was the line? Oh, those sucker! This is going to be fun. <laughs> there was or, they, those are never fun. <laughs> they go to uh, the other team ends up. Uh, well, first they send Isaac back and yeah to try to communicate, but but the the ship has ended up. Yeah, they got into a distress call, call, which (laughs) there's some funny parts in that too. They left the, they left a communication buoy. Yep. (laughs) And then they go off to go fight some krill. And uh, so that's where you get the hug and the donkey. Oh, right. Right. Hugging the donkey. That's it. So that that, that was another, this is, this is one of my favorite parts of this too. And and it's funny is like, um, you know, they're, they're in this space battle, which I I love that they do this and, and they do some, they don't, do not skimp on the, the budget for these. CG battles and stuff. I, it looks really good. It it fits the it, it, it fits the world they've created. Right. It's not as authentic as some of the, the newer stuff, but it fits that next generation model. They get, and, and then they do a really good they job. They get better. Do they, they, there's okay. an episode in the second season that is better than most of the Star Trek movies. Okay. And it is fucking <laughs> fabulous. It's like, what the fuck? So anyways... <laughs> So, yeah, they're, they're in this battle, and it's like, uh, you know, uh, I got to hug the donkey, and he does this maneuver and stuff like that. And then uh, Lamar's like, hey, we can't take another hit, but if I get these guys' engine, you know, so they give him give him the con for, for the weapons, and he blows up the other ship. And I love it because he jumps up, and he goes, like, yeah, motherfucker, that's right. And just, it just, it cracks me up. I was just like, that's fucking funny. So little humor like that uh, I really like. Which we never did talk about the first episode, the very first episode with them on the bridge, and he pulls his soda up from uh, below the right. <laughs> takes a That's shit. Right. I thought that was really good. <laughs> I, that was good. I love that part. <laughs> so, anyways, 
Yeah, back on back on the the ship and the uh, yeah. So Isaac is there. That's also where they meet with the uh, what did they call them? There was a special group that the the non-believers. The oh, yeah, well, yeah. They had a they had a name for him because they call the guy calls him that before he throws him into the crowd. I wrote down a line here because talk about uh, social commentary. This is one of the one he, he says he says this to the captain when they're talking about being you know the. the the whole religious aspect of things, but he says many people refuse to accept an irrefutable truth simply because that truth puts them in the wrong. Yep. That <laughs> that that's that's some social commentary there, and right. it really reflects on you know current thinking too. Mm-hmm. Even though this was a few years ago, you, right. you hear a lot of that with with our current administration. This idea of not trying to you know just not accepting anything, not because it's not truthful, but because it means what they said was wrong. Right. People just don't want to go there. And, Nobody will and, admit that they're wrong, which is the sign of a true leader is to say, hey, you know what? I fucked up, but let's fix it. And, yep. that's, and that's what we don't have right now. Right. On a, and either side of our nope. new government, they're in it's, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is great. I, I, this, and this is why I like this episode. I also, I thought the production value was good on this one. I thought it looked really good. Through it did. I like the sky they represented. You got a sense of like light. Well, yeah. especially when they they make it nighttime. What yeah. They, uh, well, they open up. That's right. They open. Up. That's at the okay, end. That's, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm gonna hit but uh, so um, so yeah, Kelly's captured and he's in and she's in talking to this guy <laughs> and fucking oh my god. So there's a great part in that because of... They're torturing her. Yeah, they're, they're literally torturing her, saying, where are your friends? Or she won't... He takes a weapon from her and then is like, okay, uh, you know, show me how to use this. And she's like, fuck you, I ain't showing you shit, uh, which I loved. And then uh, <laughs> this is one of the reasons I, I love her as a character, too. She's just so good. Oh, I'm trying to find the quote here. Um... Well, this is the oh, yeah. so the begin. I think it's oh, it's the beginning of this one too, where that's where they wake up uh, in bed together. Okay, right? and and he goes to work, and so Clyden gets up and he's like, "I need some depression food," and he ends up getting Rocky Road that's ice right, cream. Right, right, and he's like, "Show something that'll make me happy," and then they start playing Sound of Music. Right. I am 16. So the funny thing about that for me, it has nothing to do with the show, is Lissa's sitting right next to me. Uh-huh. Starts singing it fucking right on key, <laughs> word for word. And I was like, oh my God. So that la- that made me laugh too. But yeah, it, it was just... <laughs> well, now I'm embarrassed because I started singing it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's all good. Um, that was one of the shows growing up that you, they'd show on TV like once a year. And it was kind yeah. of a big event movie. Like yeah, that and Wizard of Oz, and <laughs> um, but yeah, it was that great. Like, show me something that'll make me happy. <laughs> I am sick. Yeah. So, um, but then again, so then we get back into uh, Kelly being tortured by this guy to to give up her weapon ideas or her friends and stuff like that. And so lo- I love it. She's he's like, where are your friends? This guy's uh, Hamrick Hamlick. Hammerlick. The baddie? Hammerlack. Right, right, right. Something, anyways. <laughs> she said, where are your friends? Well, the last time I saw him, one was banging your mom and the other was high-fiving him. <laughs> I laughed my ass off at that. I was like, that is... Oh, she's so perfect. <laughs> right? And then she gets another one, too. Yeah, and then she goes, well, I'm going to ask you one more time, where are your friends? And she's like, they're in a... They're in a little coffee house called Central Perk. <laughs> so give it... Uh, so perfect. Right, right. The yeah. friends. Yeah. 
So yeah, it was great. But and I mean, then the injector, boy, the injector was something. Uh, it's like a. Tr- oh no, it was. Uh, it was gonna it was burn make all of her nerves, yeah. scream out in pain, and-, and that's when that's when the the other party breaks in. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love. So and this is where Seth. That's right. The, this is the the kid takes him to the. Well, they, they end up walking to town because they know they have to get a, a, a rescue party, but mm-hmm. they, they don't have anybody else. So they kind of dress up like locals and, and they're going in. And so they got the one guard on the door. And uh, <laughs> that's right. And uh, this is where Seth MacFarlane, I think, has a lot of fun doing this uh-huh. is, is he walks up and he just gives them like, the, oh, hey, so and so from college. And like <laughs> yeah, how, That would never work. But it's so funny. And, and you know. He ends up wouldn't it, him. it almost would though, just because there's there's something unexpected about it, especially in this world where they don't really know what they're talking about. College, maybe so, well, that's so that's where I had a problem with some of this episode. Is I think why they, do they speak English? I think they can get away with that. I, I mean, they show. can. This show is it does not try to play the authentic game. Right. Like, if, it you, if you, if you don't perfect. be serious, you can do it. But that was there was little things like that. But it was also some of the just. Talking about things that wouldn't be in their world. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Krill episode to me—that's another me, one that gets really, really bad with it. Yeah, where they're all speaking English and and, it, and, and they're talking and, about things that are just totally uh, humanistic. Yeah. They well, boy, they push it sometimes on some of the some of the conversation where where uh, the helmsman Malloy is throwing out lines and, and you're just like. He's got to be exposed. Yeah. No, I mean, they've got to see the difference in that. Kevin. But, <laughs> Kevin and Chris. Right? Right. Was it Kevin? I think it's Kevin. Okay. Kevin is the, is the one. <laughs> um, yeah, because he's like, bring me Kevin. Devin. Devin. Devin and Chris. Devin? Chris and Devin. Oh, okay, whatever. Well, <laughs> no, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Still back so home. anyways, on this, uh, so they get in there, they finally rescue her, um, which is great. Uh, Alara picks the guy up by the throat. Which I thought was awesome, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't remember what kind of happened. Well, that's where she gets the this, the the antidote. The antidote. Yeah. But I don't remember them. Oh, then they finally uh, explain and get, and take some of the people back up to the bridge of the the ship that's afloat, and explain to them, hey, your engines failed, and it turns out that these these people had lived on this planet inside this ship or, or the world inside years, for. Three or four generations, so they've forgotten. It was like a thousand years, so certainly. Yeah, I remember. I remember. It was supposed to be a, a few generations, but yeah. they ended up having failure, and now it's gotten far enough to where, long enough that nobody remembers that yeah. anymore. That's all. Well, Darrell is the captain. That's that, Liam Neeson. Yeah, and he's the captain. Yeah, Darrell, and that's where they get the name and and all that. So, so it's turned into more of a folklore. <laughs> so what know. happened is they took the word. Uh-huh. That he probably had down whatever how many years and just manipulated it, manipulated right. kind of like the way it seems now. Well, the krill the krill episode touches on that as well. There was a line, my th- so this is one of my favorite humorous lines. You know, the comedy to me is hit and miss. Some of it's a little the potty humor doesn't do. <laughs> this one when they're in the elevator and they're going up to the to the main ship and and Seth MacFarlane <laughs> he's all awkward the captain's all awkward and, and Kelly looks at him and says a thousand light years from Earth and you're still awkward in the elevator <laughs> I, I lost it I just think that's yeah. Yeah. that's so funny yeah that was definitely a good one and I yeah exactly because I mean they that is one of those ones it's not potty humor it's very real yeah 
and it's funny. Yeah. And so, yeah, and it's one of those things that you normally, that has that Austin Powers uh, right. kind of humor. Yes. Where, like, they, they do the evil laugh, and it just carries. Dr. Evil has that, that personality that's <coughs> trying to put off some sort of persona that he's evil, and yet he's just kind of this nerdy geeky but they they show the stuff that they normally wouldn't show in a in a movie like the laugh and it ends and they're like all right, kind of stop and look around at each other that's very much what that is and that's that's pretty awesome yeah the in between moments that... yeah um so yeah then they 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 finally show them and they get they get their engines running and then that's when they open up the um the ceiling yeah in the world and everybody sees the stars which i think when um if the star should appear where the title comes from is, and then they, they open up and believe it, uh, which I thought was a good, it was, like I said, it was one of the best one shot stories so far in the six mm-hmm. of just very much like old school, you know, yeah. they, they meet another race, they deal with stuff and it brings good. up some interesting ideas. It doesn't have, and again, they can get away with not having to make everything ultra realistic. Right. They um, touch on it so basically too, mm-hmm. and so quickly but they do definitely hammer on the fact because I mean, it's really on the early where they talk about Darrell and, and the word of Darrell and how it's this and how it's that and and then they show how much he's abused it, right? And yeah. how much he's really taken over and, and become this dictator and this, you know, dick being the main part of the word. Um, <laughs> what what happens to him in the end? Uh, I want to say they just. I think they just. Knock him out. And Do they? Okay. I'm going to rewatch that one. Yeah. That, that was my favorite. Episode. Well, I was trying to watch that today. I got I got to the point where, where she called it. <laughs> she did the friends line, and then I had to go back from lunch. I was like, oh, damn. Uh, so, yeah, it's great. Yeah, just also, just to point out, these are hour-long episodes, essentially, you know, with the commercials. So, they're they're the 47, whatever, without... Right. So I mean they're pretty decent length. Uh-huh. You know they 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 have a lot of time to work with them. So it's it's really good. But yeah, I, I thought this was a great episode. There's there was a lot to it. Um, I think the direction was really good. Um, episode five. Um, it's called uh, what's it? The name of the I can't think of her name. Pierre Pop. Ah. Shirley Theron's yeah character. the the. The uh, woman, um, what is her name? I had it written down, but I can't read my own writing. Um, Priya. Priya. Yeah, so Priya. So this is uh, this starts off with um, them going uh, and uh, getting another distress call from a mining vessel, I believe. Yeah, that was pretty harrowing, the whole uh, rescue, where they have to go to the... Because it's on a comet that's being sucked into a sun, right? Yeah, to a star. Yeah, so they get her, they get in there, get her out, and then she comes to the ship, and then it's that, you know, attractive uh, woman of power meets captain. uh, That's yep, and jealous first officer, yeah, uh, ex-wife plays off of that, that, and she's trying to convince herself that she's not jealous. She's just trying to be. Well, she she doesn't trust her. And then, um, but she doesn't know if it's because she's following her instincts as a first officer or right. because because she was married. It's kind of a mixed message one too, because I think I think it's very fair to consider that she's going to be a little jealous. But but in, in in the case of this one, her her suspicions turn out to to be true. Right. Is that the message you want to get across? I mean, or true. It's it's. <laughs> I mean, 
yeah, it's very interesting. I don't, I don't. So this was directed by Jonathan Frakes. So he's certainly right, right. Of, uh, he directed a couple of the Star Trek movies, First Contact. And, yeah. Well, and, and he was uh, also in. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah he was number one. Yeah, Riker. So yeah, I mean, it definitely had some great feels. Uh, you know, once again, it was very interesting. I think the the gist. One of the parts I really liked was. Um, them flying through the negative zone. The dark matter. Yeah, the dark matter. And that yeah. was kind of cool. That was, like I said, they they put some money into... It, it was really effective. Yeah, the, showing and... that. Um, get a little bit more of... I think you get some Yafit in this one. Because <laughs> he's in talking to the doctor. <laughs> so, I like, I like Yafit. He's one of my favorites. Um, and he's the one that discovers the little box that she installed after... Uh, Kelly had had um, right. They find it on yeah. The they they do an inspection. They, they can't. It's a. They material. don't know what it is. They can't get, get yeah. Into. So they leave it and and then they find it installed into the uses a diamond drill to right. Yeah, he goes old school. Yeah, and then Isaac can interface. Is able to which interface was with well, it. but Isaac got zapped. Which that's right, but he's still like well that they leave that. That's where they they did a great job with this one. Like oh shit that didn't work and Isaac's down they just lost their top dog wow. what's what's gonna happen and then it looked like oh fuck they're not gonna do it and then all of a sudden he uh, what he sent a message what was the junior message? man something about junior junior man oh because it's <laughs> it starts off with them watching the Seinfeld episode right where he drops the junior oh, man that's right I didn't <laughs> put that together I think I watched this. That episode half half one day and mm. half a couple days later. So I yeah. So I hadn't put that together with the junior men's question. Yeah, so he right. drops the junior yeah, men the into s- the body when the operation. So yeah, so that was that's uh, funny. Oh, that's even funnier now that I yeah. Put that this was actually one of my least favorite stories. Well, to me, it didn't have any social commentary. Really, it wasn't. It was true. This was this. So Star Trek likes to play with. Uh, time paradoxes right um and usually every other season we throw a a groundhog day episode in or some sort of paradox time paradox um i didn't care to me the time paradox ones i think are fun but they always bug the shit out of me because i'm always trying to look at the logic behind them and i'm gonna skip to the end right now because they destroy the wormhole and she fades away and I thought that's that no I didn't I didn't buy that I didn't, well I, I don't I buy it only because I put it together this way okay <laughs> if you destroy the wormhole in our time uh-huh. she could have never came back from her time to use the wormhole granted that that puts a whole other like well then how did she get all this other shit to happen that, that's, sometimes it, it brings up more questions than answers <laughs> but it does I guess it doesn't really matter again yeah. because this is this isn't. One that is really trying to, but but that's why this episode is a little less lacking because it it's it doesn't give you much to think about. It's more just about kind of an interesting story. Yeah, and, I mean, and then you start picking it apart and stuff. There's some interesting stuff more like about jealousy and dealing how to deal with. Well, that. I think also too it it deals a lot with um, the captain's uh, getting over his divorce, right? Yeah, he has. He, 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 he has some very intimate moments. He goes to bed. Yeah, with Kriya. yeah. They go, but they he talk. Takes, he takes her to the to the, to the hollow planet, and uh, they sit. Yeah, 
Yeah. They're sitting on the cliffside and looking Right. At, but that's it. I mean, is he he gets to finally talk some stuff out and I think that was good for him. True, but one of the he one of his his biggest attractions to her is that he can trust her and then right away <laughs> that turns out to be the one thing that she's been uh you know it's 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 all about putting yourself in a vulnerable position and to have it turn around and, and bite you in the in the ass. Yeah, is, uh, I, I think this is one that I didn't get to watch a second time mm-hmm. on the new new watch, so um, I may have missed some things. But I, it, to me, it didn't draw me in as much as the others. I think the first four, I the think production were, value was good. I think the I think the production just, value gets pretty good yeah. um, through this one. Um, I don't think the story was as strong as the original, the first four. Um, also, I mean, you got the the krill is the next episode. Oh, but this one has the practical joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Is that this one? Because the practical <laughs> joke was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. They, what do they What do they do on? Uh, what's the practical joke they do on Isaac? So he puts the Mister Potato Head parts right. on his face. On his face, <laughs> yeah. And he talks about that his eyes are just a uh, just decoration, or you know, they're, they're to. So this is where I finally saw a major editing issue. Okay. Okay. So the practical <laughs> joke that that Isaac You're looking for continuity in this. <laughs> no, I well this is this one bugged me pretty big because it was an easy one that could have been fixed. Okay. And, I, and I'm really surprised it wasn't. So um, Isaac removes Malloy's leg from the knee down, right? He, right, the, and then you find the leg, and it's like higher. It's up the whole leg that falls through the ceiling. I get you there. I get you. And there. so that bugged me. Yeah, I was like, because both me and Alyssa goes, "That's a full fucking leg." <laughs> what the hell? But I did, I did laugh my ass off <laughs> when he comes in. When he comes in, and he's got the leg. little chicken leg <laughs> flapping. I was like, "Oh my god, that's fucking funny." But I love how Isaac's trying to explain the practical joke. Yeah. Well, that's funny because yeah. uh, you know he tries to describe <laughs> it, and you're thinking to yourself, "He's just chopped off his leg." Yeah. Then you find out, I guess they can just grow yeah. him back. So it's well, so and he, at the end, he 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 goes, "That was a great one," and, and that's that's perfect yeah. for that character to just kind of get the humor. <laughs> but at first, it. he's like, "Motherfucker." Like, so the other thing that I picked up on this, and this is just me overanalyzing little things that I don't know why I would even. So I'm watching him, and I'm like, they didn't just do a green sock leg down his leg. He had his leg tied up behind him. Oh, and, and the reason you can tell is the musk, the way his muscles are on his leg, are indicative of a bent knee rather than a straight knee. Okay, and so <laughs> I know you're like. Why would you even care about that? But I don't know. I did. Because I was looking at him like, oh, he just has his knee tied up behind him. What the fuck? I don't know if it was because it was cheaper to do it that way or what. But I don't know. It was, I mean, like I said, it doesn't mean anything to the story or anything, but it was just one of those things I picked up. And then maybe the muscles atrophy or something when they're when you <laughs> the leg off but and just, make some more... Yeah. Swollen but just <laughs> when they drop the whole leg through it and then they have Alara Alara take that and she throws it over her shoulder <laughs> you're like that's a big ass leg that's not the right leg maybe it wasn't his leg maybe maybe Isaac got someone else's so anyways yeah that was that chicken was the practical leg. The joke leg was yeah when legs. he comes in on his uh, he got this yeah. <laughs> he has to navigate through the no, he tries to. Is that why he was called up to navigate through the dark matter? To the dark matter, and then and then he couldn't do it, and then she's like, "Oh!" And it turns out it's the box. It was all the set. It was right. all set up. Right. I guess they were supposed to die now through in this in this dark man. So really, um, Priya saved their lives. You know. Well, I, did she? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, it's like okay, they were supposed to die, right? 
But if she would have never shown up, they may never have been there. Uh, did they ever? Ch- yeah, because they would have. Because uh, they wouldn't have been going towards that wormhole. No, they weren't going towards the worm. Where were they going? The, well, they had to go first. They had to go pick her up. That was all. That was all a setup. No, because no, because after they get through the dark matter. Uh, no, before she. Okay, well, hold on. We're not even in the dark matter. If she would have never set up the rescue of her off the ship, they would have never been there. Well, in her in her history, in Priya's history, in what she comes from, like the twenty nine yeah fifty years ahead, twenty ninth century something. or something like that. No, I think it was like hundreds of centuries ahead. But uh, but she says in in their past that's where they were destroyed. So in the, in the when she dark was, matter, yeah, when she wasn't a part of it. So, but that's what I mean is they would have never been in the dark matter if they didn't go pick her up and then get directed toward it. She knew it was coming. Well, I don't know how big. I mean, okay, do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean, but because that one doesn't got, bother me as much because I think <laughs> I think it's her past. That, well, but they were on that, a, they were on a mission. She knew the course, and they were on a course, and they had to divert. I think it can be explained. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna fight about this. No, I. Well, I mean, that's the whole. I, to time. me, it's well. To me, it's the fading out and that. Right. I mean, that. But that. I mean, it all goes to say that if she would have never been there, would they have really have been time, on that course and died? That's. It's just one of those questions that can never be answered. Time travel is always creates a, a weird paradox. I thought Avengers actually, uh, Endgame did a good job creating their own understanding of how time works. And, I, and I liked all so, except for the fact that Captain America then went and created a life with uh, Peggy Carter <laughs> because everything that happened after that. He she did what she did, and he wasn't there. But if he created a life with her for the last twenty years, she wouldn't have done what she did. No, it, no, that I think they created their own offshoot. I, they've even talked. The directors have talked about this on. I because I was, see holes in it. Okay, because to me it's like I I agree. Paradoxes are hard to. I I think they tried to stick to their own rules. They created. I mean, even he even has the part where he goes back and talks to her in her deathbed, and she talks about her other husband. Well, no, they talk about different, different realities, different. Uh, so now you're talking different realities and different dimensions. So they weren't in the same. Well, they, what do they talk about the 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 verse the the, the different? Oh, the different universes. Yeah, or, uh, the microverses or macroverses. <laughs> what's the What's the Spider-Man movie called? The uh, Spider Verse. Into the Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. No, that's not it. Into the. Yeah, because it's the multiverse, but it's the spiders. Okay. But anyways, I, I just, I have a problem with that one. But anyways, yeah, time travel always does that. Anyways, we're done with episode five <laughs> and on to episode six while Steve looks up to make me sound wrong. No, about... that is, it's <laughs> not uh, No, it's good. Now we get Krill, right? Was I right? Krill. Uh, Was it the Spider-Verse? Spider-Verse, you were yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, Krill. Well, episode 6, which so, I watched today, so I'm a little fresh on that. So this is another one that I didn't care for as much, and I think we didn't care for it for very similar reasons. I didn't care for this one, yeah. Um, I mean, there was a, a couple things I, I... There were some things I liked about it. I did like the message that the captain cares, you know, about saving the kids, and, and even though they're the enemy kind of mm-hmm. thing. I did, I did like that. Um... I didn't like the interaction, like you said, of Malloy when he's on the ship. As he got a crew. tired. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was too much. 
I yeah. agree. And it was too... This is a foreign, you know, alien species, yeah. and it, and they're just talking like... It's very much like a sitcom, the way they were just Yeah. Like, they had the... the yeah. It was it was pretty bad, so but it did it did give us some idea of what the krill are um, mm-hmm. as a species and what they're and they're very driven by religion. By religion, they've got this book of, <clears throat> of, of, of very uh, Islamic. Okay, well, yeah, I was just gonna say reflective of, of like a Bible of sorts. Just well, it, but the fact that um, they they came out and said right off the top is like if you're not krill, you're crap. Kind of like. You know, you I would will. think a lot of religions uh, are very um, um, egocentric in the in that regard. Well, but I mean, to the point where it's if you're not krill and you are food or resources, you have right. no soul. Is right, what they said. You don't. Right, you don't, and and, and so no that very much follows the Quran and Islam, from what I understand. And I could be wrong. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm not saying I know. Uh, sh- I don't know shit about religion because uh, I don't care about it. <laughs> I <laughs> any I, of it. I think. I think it, it's it's all. Usually, when you have books of, of this, even with the Bible, you can get extremist ideas, right? And how it's interpreted. And we brought this. You brought this up. So maybe, this, a maybe what I'm saying is the uh, the Muslim extremists. Not yeah, necessarily. I'm absolutely. not saying all Muslims are all Islam, but the the Muslim extremists. This follows very close to it. I I agree with you. I would just also say that I don't think I I think it's fair to say most religions have an extremist sect. It's oh yeah. Just so, well, so I meant more on the fact of like this very, very seems very much like if you don't agree with us uh, or aren't us, we're gonna kill you, and that you're going to hell. That comes across. More. I mean, we get that with with Christianity. I, we get uh, the we get so, the you're going to hell, but not necessarily I'm going to destroy you and kill you. Correct. But you do get that with the the Islamic the extremist Islam. At least you don't get that. You <clears throat> might have gotten that in the past with the Spanish Inquisition right. and things like that. But I mean, they go right out and then say, like, hey, if you uh-huh. kill all these people in the pursuit of Islam, you're going to be rewarded. There, there, there was something in, uh, in this episode that I appreciated. And it was when, uh, it was when the captain, when the, the original plan was to, uh, was to just, just copy the... What were they going to do with the bomb? They were going to oh, they were going to blow up. They were going to radiate the bomb and blow it up there in the ship and destroy everyone. But then they found the kids. And right. They didn't want to kill the kids. And he talked about there's. It was when he was having a conversation with the boy, asking about the boy that was asking about uh, humans, and they were and why. And he was talking about skin color and how their skin was paler because they were raised in a dark universe. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he called them vampires. But then he re- he referred. <laughs> Specifically to Earth and how there are certain races that uh, that have different pigmentations. I'm not trying to be. I, mean, I thought this was was interesting. Oh, you got a comment? Yeah, no, no, it's something head. funny. But they yeah. talked about the pigmentation and and um, that certain pigmentations, depending on where the sun was hotter, and mm-hmm. and so first off, I thought that was really interesting and in that it it create it showed an acceptance towards different racial differences, which is something that I still think that a lot of people are resistant to. But it also immediately sparked his new idea. It's like, this is how we can do it. He created created an idea because of his understanding of diversity Mm -hmm. and what that change is. And so it showed, it kind of validated education and the understanding of truth. And it also... um, Kind of supported this racial racial diversity, um, 
I, I know I'm getting on the social commentary. Th- no, side, but that's but, no, but that's, but that's where, perfect. And, that's, and that led to his idea of let's let's turn the bro- turn, the turn the lights, lights up on so they they fry him. Uh, they fry him like yeah. Well, and then it was like let's kill everyone except for the kids. The kids yeah. Get a well, pass. that's because he but, he he met the female crew, right? And kind of hit it off a little bit and and ended up yeah. and, and then the kid even came and yeah. talked to him. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, no, I I think it was great and that, that's very good that you pointed out that 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 social portion of it um i think one of the running jokes that was good in the beginning and then got a little bit old and this is malloy was uh avis right is there uh that's right they're they're god hurts there is avis well i know but later when they're talking about the earth religion or something this is god the hurts god or something like that yeah but just all the little there's a line that's like all the little uh jokes about the car rental and then the other one that got me and I, I cracked over is like is when they they go hey they're vampires because you know the and he goes dude we're vampire hunters let's go <laughs> and right. I, I that cracked me up too, um, yeah there, there's there's some good stuff in it um, but yeah I think um, <laughs> there was just a small one too I'm just reading some of the quotes is in the very beginning where they're trying to hail the ship. And he goes, Laura, open the channel, and, and he starts talking. She goes, wait, 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 it's not open yet. What? And then, oh, it's just that back and forth, because it, you Again, never that, got... that social awkwardness that sometimes comes out of... Uh, but it's one of those, like, like you never saw that in the originals, because it was just, everything went smooth. But this is like real life, with like, hold on, i got, I got to flip these switches and hit these buttons. And, right. <laughs> so well, I would always get on Next Generation, I think, you know, they've got their little comlink badges, yeah. and sometimes they touch them, and sometimes they don't. They say, you know, beep. You right. Know, and and maybe there's a logic to it, but i got to go back and, and see if 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 there was, because part of me thinks that it was dependent on whether or not the director told him to touch his chest or not. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the other one where uh, Mercer goes, attention uh, crew ship, this is a U.S. Orville, cease fire immediately or we will respond. And then Kelly's like, in the history of space battles, that has never worked. <laughs> but then it turns out... Then Bordas goes, they have ceased firing on the planet. And I stand corrected. <laughs> I was like, that was pretty funny. I mean, just little... That's yeah. that's the funny stuff that I, I like about it, is they give you the little stuff that's like real day comedy. I like that that style. Yeah. That it kind of just... It doesn't it doesn't interrupt the, the pace, but it creates kind of a, a moment of... Uh, Almost a realization that hey, that's funny because because it's true. You know, yeah, like Seinfeld humor. Yeah, that there, there's that other one where they're in, they're in the battle and uh, they show the the equipment on fire. He's uh-huh. like, someone put that out, and they're like, what happened to the automatic fire suppression? That's, what, go, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the little fun stuff. And at the end, when uh, he has a conversation with the the Krill woman. Um, oh, on the ship. I was, I was glad that she didn't. You know, she still was like still cruel. Oh yeah, she was still she's still like yeah, fuck you. It's because I think that 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 demonstrates what it's like to try to get through to some people when when their ideas are set, whether it's they're being brainwashed, which it did come across as as well. Actually, I think the the episode in the in the, in the ship with the planet that was more brainwashed. This is more just a mm-hmm. just a way of 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 life with this religion um, right yeah that's i mean they're brought up that way and i mean it, well it's it's shown when when they go in and to talk to the kids and the first question the kid asks is how many how many humans have you killed yeah 
you know, just right out the fucking bat, like how many have you killed? And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, a bunch, uh, too many. You know, I don't know exact numbers, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that was that. that's what a kid asks. Yeah. So yeah, and and what did, they called him something that led you to believe that they basically just raised soldiers. Like I, I think they were called the cadets or mm-hmm. academy or something. Something something gave it the indication that they were raising those children to be the soldiers but you would think that someone would be able to understand that because he went out of his way to save the children and that that would there that would bring some sort of moral soul you know that yeah and and she didn't see that and you know part of me is thinking why can't she put that together but that's who that that species is so i'm i'm glad it wasn't that easy well, just... yeah, there's that, and it, and and it's one of those things is that would be the easy way out, mm-hmm. right? Um, one one action can start, a, a, you know, a landslide that could be the change that you're talking about, but that one action isn't the landslide, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so that, I think they kind of took it that way. It's like we're not going to take the easy way out, and this, you know, maybe later. I, I don't remember exactly, but maybe later it does come up, and I I don't know if they ever. You know, it, it's not going to be one of those little happy-go-lucky and all of a sudden the krill are our friends kind of thing. I, I'm pretty no, sure on no, that. No. But no, but I'm, but I'm curious. Maybe this woman, some at some point. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, comes, something comes about around. it kind of makes me think. In a later episode, she does kind of see a little bit of it, but I don't know if it's ever full on. Like, oh yeah, okay, here, let me give you all the secrets to, to mm-hmm. destroy my race, kind of thing. Um, but I think it, she may acknowledge the fact that hey maybe you're not as bad as we thought kind of thing which i think is what you're talking about is is you wanted her to see that like hey maybe you're not the devil we we've been told well, you are part of me wanted wanted her to see that and thought that that everything there presented itself as something logical for someone to to decipher but i i'm still i i think it's fair that it, she didn't see it because uh you know of her history right. who she is i think it's i think it's foolish for well, us to think that other <laughs> Well, you think a, about it too, though. I mean, the, their introduction was as they were off of this ship that was destroyed by the the. They're not the Federation. They're what are they? The Union. The Union. Yeah. They were destroyed yeah. by the Union. Her brother was Planetary. part of the, mm-hmm. was part on that ship. So she lost her brother. Essentially, realistically, and I don't know if she'll ever put the two together. He killed her brother because he's the captain. You know, right. really, it goes to the captain of the ship is is ultimately responsible. Sure, destroyed that ship, killing her brother. So, whether she put that together or not, we don't know. Mm-hmm. And and that, I mean, beyond and above any of the else, that's enough of just a personal vendetta that yeah. would be like, I don't care how good you think you are, you know, you 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 took my brother from me. So, so yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's I mean, there is that 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 social thing that we're talking about in these episodes. This one's a little more subtle, I think, in parts of it. I, I do... To me, it really screamed of the extremist. The not, mm-hmm. And I won't I won't call it the Islam again, but... Now, you've seen... Uh, have, have you seen season two as well? Yes. Okay. Yes. Does it continue on this? Uh... Krill are the... the Krill are the. No, I, I just mean social commentary. Does it continue to? Well, to, remember what I said earlier is I didn't pick up on it the first time I watched okay, it. Okay. Okay. So and I don't know if that's uh, because I wasn't looking for it. Um, I wasn't 
I wasn't deep diving like we are now. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to read more into it, and 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 so that we can talk about it. I was just ingesting it. That's good. I mean, I think, I think some people, if it were in their face more, they would be more resistant to it. True. Um, true. So, so I, I, I think that's better that it, and that's where I think the humor uh, camouflages I, it. I think they did well. Like I said, the first time I watched it, I didn't really. I, I saw bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. But not nearly as deep as we're going in and in, in, in investigating it. So um, it is there, but I don't, like I said, I don't think it's in your face like we get on other shows. So far, the series has engaged me enough to want to continue watching. Mm-hmm. It's not, to me, I've got kind of mixed ups and downs <laughs> with it. I think it's still trying to, to get its... It's feet. It's feet. Yeah, it yeah. seems like it's, it's not quite sure how to integrate the humor and the social commentary and the stories. But... I like where it's going. I and I am. I'm always a sucker for for uh, characters that evolve. And so after six episodes, I'm kind of hooked on some of these characters, even though some of them are pretty basic. Um, yeah. You know, they kind of they're pretty stereotypically Star Trek. You know, yes. they're they're very very much. You can look at one, and well, Isaac is Data. Yeah. Uh, the 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 uh, second officer is uh, is Worf. Uh, um, he's well, but he's not. No, I know. I'm just saying that he is. That, but he, he, well, he's the he's the physical embodiment of Worf, and the way he speaks, that kind of that. But he's the Spock almost too. Okay, well, I, I see a little bit of a Spock in him, which is what Spock was. It was he was more of a second command. Uh-huh. Um, so I see a little bit of that where uh, Anara, she's the uh, security, which is what Worf was. Mm-hmm. So I see a little bit of Worf in her. But she has a different uh, personality to him, a little less gruff. So it's kind of like they took a little bit and sprinkled it across, mm-hmm. right? You got Chekhov, right? And that is Malloy, you know, Lamar type. You know, those guys are sharing that kind of um, role. You know, um, Alara kind of fills in for the, the comms um, also, uh, which you would have had Aurora from the original and... <laughs> I don't know who they had doing that really in the next generation. I don't really remember who did Crusher. Well, Wesley no, she's Wesley. a doctor. No, Wesley. Oh, Wesley. <laughs> no, he was another helmsman. Uh, yeah, he was a helmsman. Um, yeah, fucking Will Wheaton. Uh, <laughs> well, and the doctor plays. So what's wrong with Will Wheaton? No, I love Will Wheaton. I, I think he's. You know, we, you've been watching Picard. And I think there's a new episode today. Um, Will Wheaton does uh, the uh, the. Oh gosh, what's it called? It's it's another kind of video podcast. Oh, uh, oh, on, that you can find on Amazon Prime. Nice or on uh, on CBS All Access, um, and it's called the the I'm gonna call it the the bridge or something. It's it's not the bridge, but it's it's something like that. The ready room, the ready room. Oh, okay, and he 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 he's been uh, giving kind of this I, the same sort of reflection I like on on the Will Wheaton. Um, I really. I, I didn't care for him. I, he wasn't one he of my favorite characters. He embraces the geek. Uh, oh yeah, uh, oh, he the Star it. Trek uh, Trekkie geekdom, uh, which which <laughs> I find kind of well, uh, refreshing to as see. As a character on Star Trek, I, he wasn't my favorite. I, yeah, he, he, he was I the mean, annoying kid. <laughs> well, but I mean, some people really, really, you know, resonated with him, and I just didn't. I was like, ah, he kind of bugs me, nerd kid. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. But I loved him on Big Bang Theory. Oh right, he was great on Big Bang Theory, and and, and it was kind of because he was playing 
the asshole Will Wheaton. He was playing Will Wheaton. Yeah, he was. But, but he was like, himself. but he's not that way as much. But he was kind of playing that like you know, the antagonist, and I loved it. And then uh, I was reading, <laughs> I was reading something, and he was talking about when he was on Star Trek that he wanted a raise, and they were talking to the the um, not the director, or the the uh, why can't I think of the word the. The producer? Produ- no, the, the, producer? the people that make the movies, the, the that own it. Um, the studio? Studio. Okay. He was talking to studio execs to get, that's who pays, right? Mm-hmm. And so he wanted a raise. And so they told him they were going to give him a promotion on the show, but it didn't come with any money. And that was his his promotion. So he's like, I mean, they wrote it into the script. <laughs> so he goes on to talk about being promoted on the show instead of getting a raise in real life money, how and clever. how they how clever how they thought. Well, no, he <laughs> no, called them on it. No, I'm oh, okay. Good, cause, but it was just like one of those. Is like how how do you think that is a fucking bonus good, good for him bro. I was just like but they did it anyways but it's just one of those it's like what the f-? like we're gonna promote you in this unreal you know in this this fake world we'll give you a raise we'll give you a raise on the show right yeah <laughs> you're you, you'll be you'll be a lieutenant instead of an ensign so you'll get more money in Star Trek but in real world that won't mean anything so I, I thought that was funny um but yeah, that, that just kind of cracked me up. But Will Wheaton's great. So yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Um, so yeah, we got the next seven episodes. Or, oh, that um, was one six. of my favorite comic lines in uh, the Krill episode, just because I have it written down here. Judge, judge not a stranger by his sheath, but by his sword. And then Chris, or the captain, says, that's what my tramp stamp says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> Which... So that was that was one of those ones where we talked about okay they're bringing too much humanness into this. How do you know a krill knows what a tramp stamp is? I just no, but but Chris's his delivery was oh was like it was it, funny, and it was one of those ones is like would nobody pick up on that? I'm like what the hell is a tramp stamp? <laughs> so I understand part of it, but yeah, it, it that one worked for me. Where some of yeah. the Malloy lines and even well he, they they beat the Avis thing to death yeah. the car rental <laughs> like you know. The insurance and the, just some of them are funny, but it just it was after about the fifth one, you're like, okay, that horse is dead, quit hitting it, yeah. and that's that's kind of what I thought. But anyways, I was getting back to we got um, six more episodes to finish off season one, right? Um, so I think we'll we'll try and uh, we'll pull those together and get that, and we'll do that in two weeks. Okay, we got um, card. Well, yeah. So next week, I think um, we'll cover the first two up ep- or. The first, second, and third episode of Picard, since we already talked about the first one right. in our in our original, and see if uh, if we have any of our predictions come out. Uh, maybe add some more to it. Yeah. But we'll cover the first two episodes of uh, our third, second, and third episode of Picard uh, next week, um, and I think that'll that'll be good. And then then we'll get back to uh, to uh, Orville. And if there's any ideas on what we can talk about. Yeah, so uh, we don't have any direct email for our our show yet because um, it's still we're still in the infancy. Unpublished. Stage. Yeah, uh, we're working on that. But uh, if you are listening to this, uh, you can get a hold of me uh, through Facebook, or most of you probably have my email or direct line because um, your family or friends. Um, I'm on Facebook too. But yeah. Good luck finding me. Yeah, if you if you get a hold of me, I can I can give you Steve's. Uh, contacts and um, 
But yeah, if you are listening to this, please let us know what you think, um, one way or the other. Uh, you know, if it just means, hey, come out and have a beer with me and we'll talk about it, or send me emails. Um, I'd love to hear from anybody about it. Uh, we want to make this a real thing, and we can only do that with feedback from you guys. So uh, eventually, we'll get a we'll get a real site, we'll get some real emails, and uh, hopefully, this will all become a a real deal, and uh, it'll all be thanks to you guys. So I think that's it for tonight, right? That's it, yep. All right. So uh, so from how we seize it, good night. Good night. <laughs>